Hey there, folks. Welcome again to the Renegade Butcher Show. Hey, if you're on the audio side of this and this sort of sucks, I'm sorry about that. I'm pre-recording the intro here really quick just so I don't forget anything before we bring our awesome guest on. We've got Tiffany Baxter coming on from Backyard Butchery. She'll be on here in just a minute. Uh, I've known Tiffany for a couple of years. She's been running her business solo for now about a year, and uh, she does exactly what the name says. She rolls in with her mobile processing unit. It's licensed in the state of Oklahoma and butchers it all in the backyard for you. So lots to talk about there. And she uh, she and I talk back and forth all the time when it comes to butcher work. Uh, she'll run into an interesting situation and kind of lean on uh, my experience from the past. And we're always uh, sharing stuff back and forth. So it was time to finally get her on the show. Schedules aligned and it just worked out. And hey, hopefully eventually I'll get a chance to go up there and work with her a little bit and see what her setup's like. That's That'll be awesome. Anyways, let me uh, do some shopkeeping here because, well, <laughs> I've got the shop up, as you guys know. If you uh, were listening to previous episodes, if you were in the Telegram chat, which you should be, if not, check out the link down in the bio or in the show notes, and you can get get set up in there. Just pop in there, request to join, and uh, if I don't recognize you, I'll probably send you a message and be like, hey, who are you? Where'd you find us? Make sure you're not a spammer. But... Anyways, folks, uh, RenegadeButcher.com is live. The shop is up. We've got seasoning ready to go. Seasoning of the Month Club is launched. There's always more stuff getting added. Always working out the kinks, uh, adding new pictures, doing all that fun stuff. So if you see something that's uh, messed up, definitely let me know. But there's been a bunch of exciting stuff going on there. Um, we've got a new partnership with Brian Norton from Food Forest Farms. Uh, I'm also including that in the shop. Uh, you can go there and buy Renegade Butcher Coffee that the only guy that I will buy coffee from is blending specifically to my specs. Three different uh, levels of roast. You've got uh, Rare, which is going to be a light roast. It's pretty much what I prefer. Higher caffeine content, smoother flavor. Uh, you're tasting the whole bean. It's not overcooked. Uh, you've got Medium, and you've got Well Done. Well Done's going to be uh, that dark roast. So if you prefer that really caramelized, uh, dark, kind of slightly charred bean. The nice thing about air roast is it isn't burnt, so it doesn't turn bitter. But if you like that darker, that's where you go. So, uh, speaking of that dark roast, I just put together a blend today. Uh, I've been teasing it for a while, but I've done it before in the past for my own personal use. Decided to whip it up and, and offer it in the shop as a seasoning. It is a chili seasoning. Yes, like chili, like when you make a pot of chili and it has a little bit of coffee in it. That's right, it has some of this excellent Renegade Butcher coffee, dark roast. It adds that caramelized back notes and flavor. It does not taste like coffee when you're eating it. It's uh, it's diluted enough that you get those, those notes of the roasting to the forefront, but you pretty much don't know it's coffee unless you know. You know, if somebody told you, maybe you can see it, but it does not come to the forefront. It just kind of adds more body to the whole the whole dish. Anyways, uh, if you want to buy any of his products, be sure to check it out on the shop. There is a link directly to go buy from him, and I have it embedded in the website as well. Your payment will still be on a separate transaction that goes to him. He takes care of all that, and he will custom roast the stuff for you. He's really good at what he does. Best coffee in the world, I swear. I won't buy it from anybody else, and yeah, it looks a little bit pricey when you look at the initial price per pound on this coffee, but it blows everything else out of the water that I have ever touched. And you have no room to talk if you buy, you know, pre-made coffee. 
$27 a pound for a, a, a bag of coffee sounds like a lot, but it pretty much comes out to about 65 cents for a cup of coffee. So let me help you save some money on Starbucks and get you some better coffee than Starbucks, I swear. Anyways, uh, I could go on about that for a long time, but I've got to get the guest on. I also want to announce, if you are a member of the Survival Podcast Member Support Brigade, keep an eye on your benefits. You should be seeing a discount for the Renegade Butcher for the shop, all the seasonings, as well as the coffee that'll be coming up. And uh, if uh, there's something you want to order in the meantime and you are a Member Support Brigade member, let me know and I will make sure that you get that discount. Uh, it, it might take Jack a minute to get it all in the website. He's a very busy man, has a lot going on. But I wanted to let you guys know, if you are signing up, I don't want anybody mad that, hey man, I, I should have waited. You don't have to wait. We'll get you taken care of. Um, if there's something custom that you're looking for, something you don't see in the shop, let me know. Or fill out the form on the website. There is a custom roasting quote request form. And you just let me know what you're hunting for. Give me your contact information. I'll get in touch with you. Whether it's a blend that you don't see, whether you have a really great idea for something I should be offering, or you have, say, a set amount of meat that you plan on making a specific type of sausage and you don't want to have to think about how do I get these ratios right, let me know. I'll blend it up for you. Uh, come up with my best price, including shipping, and get it off to you. So that's what I do, folks. That's what I do. Other than that, and try to educate people on meat and apparently run a podcast. So that said, um, let's see. What else do I need to cover? Oh, yeah, we have the uh, Season for Freedom video. That's right. Every week, a little educational uh, video on different types of spices. So I know you guys have been waiting with bated breath for that. Uh, we did onions this week by your request by well we put it up to a vote onion won out by just a little bit um, it's often overlooked as a seasoning or a spice nobody thinks of it but how much do you use onion powder in it's kind of the basis of a lot of things so kind of like we covered all of the other basics like salt and pepper and garlics before we need to cover onion so let me know though what you guys think I should do next week I'm going to air that video now. It's also live up on TikTok and on YouTube. So if you're listening to the audio side of this and you have not got a chance to see it, be sure to go check that out or join the Telegram group. I'll be posting it up in there as well. With that said, let me get this rolling. And after that, we're going to bring Tiffany on and we'll go on with the show. Appreciate hey, welcome back to the Season for Freedom series. Today, we're talking about onions. Everybody forgets about onions but it's a very well-used seasoning. So let's get into it. Onions are one of the most commonly used vegetables in cooking and have been used for thousands of years. They come in different types such as red, yellow, and white onions. Did you know that onions originated from Southwestern Asia but are now grown throughout the world? Onions have many health benefits such as improved heart health, better blood sugar control, and increased bone density. They're also a rich source of prebiotics which helps boost digestive health improve bacterial balance in the gut, and benefit your immune system. These bulb-like vegetables can be consumed raw, pickled, in vinegar, fried in oil, baked, boiled, and of course, dried as a spice. Onions are also used for herbal purposes, such as treating coughs and colds. They contain sulfur compounds that reduce inflammation and fight infections. Onions contain a chemical called syn propentheol s oxide, which irritates the eyes and causes them to tear up. When you cut an onion, it releases this chemical into the air. The chemical that reacts with the moisture in your eyes 
to form sulfuric acid, which causes your eyes to tear up. To avoid this, you can try cutting onions under running water or chilling them in the fridge before cutting them. You can also try wearing goggles and contact lenses while cutting onions, but a pro tip is to be sure you use a very sharp, safely, knife to cut your onions because a dull knife crushes the onion, releasing more of this chemical into the air. Onions are used widely in cooking. They add flavor to such dishes as stews, roasts, soups, salads, and everything. They're also served as a cooked vegetable. Some common dishes that use onions include French onion soup, onion rings, onion dip, onion straws. Onion powder is made by drying onions and then crushing them into flakes, cornmeal textured granules, or a fine downy powder. Sometimes the onion is toasted first, which mellows its pungency. Here's how you can make onion powder at home. Wash the onions and discard the papery skins. Slice onions into quarter to eighth inch pieces. Place on dehydrator racks without overlapping. Dry them in the food dehydrator on 100 to 130 degrees or your oven with the door open. To dry onions, spread them in a thin layer on a baking pan or a rack covered with parchment paper. Once dry, grind them into a fine powder using a spice grinder or use a mortar and pestle. So next time you're cooking with onions, remember that they not only add flavor, but also have many health benefits. If you like these videos, be sure to like, subscribe, share it with your friends, and let me know which spice to cover next. Thanks for watching. Hey folks, sorry about the, that short delay there. I was talking to Tiffany in the background. She is dealing with the technical stuff. We can't do the TikTok and the regular live on the same device. So she is getting her computer out and get set up. So yeah, here I am again. And uh, I turned that microphone down so we don't get an echo. I don't wanna hear her in two places at one time or have you all have to hear her in two places at one time. So anyways, since that's uh, wrapped up, I hope you like that spice video. Like I said, Onion's kind of a common, normal spice. You don't, uh, I mean, we all know it. We don't, we kind of overlook it. We don't think anything of it, but has a lot of uses. And you should tell me what we should do next week. I already see you over there, Kyle, in the chat, in the comments. And I know you're going to say ginger. And that's probably what's going to happen because I guarantee you're going to vote on that. Uh, and hey, here's Tiffany. So let's bring her on and roll on with the show let me adjust screens and boom hey welcome to the show hey i figured hey, you were hey all right i think you joined on uh, tiktok too okay cool at least yes. i see your symbol i don't see a a camera oh. but cool okay. it's all new to me i've never uh, i've never done the tiktok thing with another person either so I we're all learning here done live ever well there we go okay you heard it here, folks. We popped her live, Cherry. Live Yay! on the air. <laughs> okay. so I'm All right. Cool. There. So, hey, anyway, uh, I kind of did a quick intro of who you are, but I'm sure I probably fucked it up. So, to people who don't know you or haven't followed stuff or read anything about it, who the fuck's a Tiffany and what does she do? Oh, my gosh. That's such a loaded question, first of all. <laughs> um, so, Backyard Butchery is my latest and greatest, um, you know, establishment. It's a fully mobile processing unit for beef, pork, lamb, and goat. And it's, um, the first in Oklahoma. There's only a couple more that I know of. Um, and you know, 
for those of you listening, that's how we met. So two years ago, November of 2020, I started reaching out to anyone and everyone doing anything re- remotely mobile in butchering. I was doing and about the same around the same time. Yeah. Yes. And so I was like, I just got to find someone who's already doing this and get some advice. Uh, that's when I started building Backyard Butchery. It took a year and seven months, unfortunately. <laughs> It's not a quick process when you're putting together a, a licensed unit. Even just the construction itself is a lot, and then you have to get it all approved. And then really during COVID, yeah. like trying to get – it was a truck shortage, a trailer shortage, processing equipment. Everybody went in like – But the demand was through purchase. the roof for the work, just getting there. Yeah, everybody <laughs> pandemic purchased uh, processing equipment. So mm-hmm. then I was trying to find processing equipment – and that was a nightmare. Um, and I really had no idea what I was, how I was going to do it, honestly. So I was just asking anybody and everybody. And uh, I'm so glad I found you. Well, you uh, ended up, we connected through a mutual friend that also yes. runs a mobile unit down in, in Texas. And mm-hmm. we, it, it was kind of cool. Like everybody was starting off with this new thing. It was so new around so here. Cool. So we have like a, a little chat group with like, like four or six people or whatnot for the most part yes. that we're all like hey we're we're all kind of in this together which was has yes. been great with the exception of like maybe an outlier or, or two here and there that have caused some shit we mostly all get along and send each other work because there's a shitload of animals so and much we, it's not competitive it's like people yes. helping each other out that's that community building so yes and i i get calls all the time for uh texas constantly mm-hmm. and unfortunately i'm you know i'm stuck being Tex- licensed in the state of oklahoma and honestly i have enough much i have enough work here i don't right need to go to texas um the, the 300 goat thing would have been fun though i still oh, yeah. to do you probably could have came and worked under their license basically sure. you worked for them that's i've done that a couple of times too yeah. they, I, we're talking about a mutual friend that has a, a licensed unit in the state of Texas too, which the regulations are different in some ways. So there are some things that have to be done a little bit different there, but they license the company and the mobile unit, not the butcher itself. So right. I don't have to have a license to go work for somebody else. I have to have a license to run my own truck. Right. She's set up in Oklahoma and they have the, so up there you can skin outdoors. You can't skin yes. outdoors in Texas. We have to build the indoors off of a truck to make it happen it's it's a ridiculous thing or we have to pull Dude. it up inside of a trailer like our friends have so texas is so lame for that can i just they're say- the only state in the union of all places like texas overall is pretty well one of the more lenient states for most things yeah outdoor skidding and like mobile butchery is not one of those it's it one of the hardest things to work in i'm like why did i why did i end up here <laughs> I love the state. I I love the area. I love so much about this, but that is not one thing I love. I just don't understand why they want you to skin inside when all the bacteria is on they the say in They say insect abatement, but I mean. Because of flies? Yeah, but the thing is, is yeah, anytime I have. Because like, the flies are I, apparently worse here than they are in Oklahoma or anywhere else in the fucking world. The state of Texas has the worst flies and our flies are bad. And nobody else's is, you know. Yeah, but okay. So anytime I have a fly problem, it's because it's on the animal. So because yeah. not yeah. everybody treats for flies on their cattle. Yep. So ninety five percent of the time, it's on the hide of the cow as I'm bringing it. Have so if I were to skin inside, I'd be bringing them all in. Have you tried the mineral oil trick? Yes. You know the yes. white mineral I have to- oil. Yeah, it's amazing that that stuff is like completely neutral and it kills flies. I know it's just crazy. Yeah, to if me, anybody's guys, watching. 
if, if you have food grade mineral oil, which you buy for like butchery equipment and keeping stuff like lubricated and stuff and it's food safe, right. you can buy it by the gallon. They call it the, the white oil. If you put it in a spray bottle and spray it on a cow, the, the flies either die or go away. It's crazy. And it's like completely food safe. So uh, an inspector told a mutual friend of ours that and passed it around. And I didn't believe it until I tried it. So anyway, little tip yeah. there for everybody. Um, well, yeah, so I anyway, you're into this way. now and you're, you're keeping busy. Yes. I know you're out there heck, so sometimes busy. seven days a week. Uh, <laughs> I was there all like weekend. Four, yeah. Five pigs yesterday. Yeah. Five pigs uh, on so, Sunday. Jeez. But five. that's the thing. You didn't just fall into this. How'd you end up here? Where did you come from? Are you like one of those serial entrepreneurs that's always run a bunch of little businesses? Or did you just sort of mm. fall into this one day and say, I'm going to be a butcher and run my own shit? You know, it's really a long story. Um, you know, I didn't grow up in an agricultural family, like farming. I, everybody assumes I was raised on a farm and I was not. Uh, yep. My father is actually from New York. Ironically, they hated that I got myself into FFA uh, as a teenager. But mm -hmm. I think at a really young age, my grandfather had a garden. He died when I was nine, unfortunately. But um, I remember growing a garden after he passed. And so I, I think at a very young age, I learned that I could grow my own food. And you can get addicted to oh, yeah. growing Absolutely. your own food because it's so much better. And then you realize like how much better for you it is and for the environment. And then you just kind of, it's like a rabbit hole. You know, it, it starts with this one little you thing. You start with the self-sufficiency and then you realize all the other areas in your life where you're not as self-sufficient as you'd like. And it never stops. You're always yes. chasing that perfection exactly. of like total independence and exactly. you never get there, but you're always trying. Right. And so I was in restaurants 16 years. I bartended the last 12. I actually just mm -hmm. quit bartending last, like, first of August around then. I um, remember quite year. a few times you be messaging me about shit going on at the bar while you're dealing with it. You're like, I've got to go butcher animals tomorrow, and I've got this dick that won't let me take their shit. I know. It was so frustrating. But I uh, had to because, you know, I'm, I'm doing everything by you myself. Got, you got to pay the bills. Why? There's no, yeah, they're, they weren't going to let Amazingly, like, there's not a bunch of, like, just people out there who have a ton of money who are like, I'm just going to give money to these people who want to start up their own butchery business. No, no. you've got to actually work a job and pay for this shit while you build it. Exactly. Exactly. I had to front everything by myself mm -hmm. and there was no like business loans or anything yeah. cool like that. So um, essentially like one thing led to another. I bought this property when I was 23 and I've got just a few acres. Like I don't have a ton of property, um, but I started with chickens. It's the gateway drug, right? Everybody oh, knows yeah. Absolutely. chickens are the gateway drug to farming. So I started with chickens and then I, I immediately knew, I was like, I'm gonna have to butcher roosters at some point. So I remember, I remember giving away my first rooster and I was like, that's the only one I'm gonna butcher the next one. And so, um, but then there was like a sale at Tractor Supply. They had like Cornish cross chickens for like oh, nothing, like, like a quarter. So I bought 140 of them. I said, screw it, screw it. I'm gonna buy 140 of them. I'm gonna butcher all of them. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. I was literally outside after a bar shift in the middle of the dark at night with a YouTube and a butcher knife cutting up these chickens. And it was the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. I wish somebody would have videoed it, honestly. I think I watched the lung portion over and mm -hmm. over. Like, I just kept rewind, rewind, because I could not figure out the lungs. And then finally, learned to cram my hand in there till all the squishy parts came out of it. And then figured out what like that meant. A, there's like a finger trick now. Now I know I can yeah. get it out without looking. Somebody in my, my Telegram group the other day posted, apparently there's a lung remover tool. There's like a little, there like a little goop with like a ring. I'm like, what? Who yeah. even? Who needs my friend that? Blaze, 
she loves that tool. She swears by it. But I was like, I've got it down now. We're good. Um, but I had started selling chickens after that. Okay. And then I was doing Thanksgiving turkeys and that went really well, but people didn't really want to spend $25 on chicken. They had right. no problem spending a hundred bucks on a turkey for a once a year event. That's no. a special occasion. And it's a hard really game because there's a lot of people in it, you know, well, and it's miserable hard work when it comes to the processing. I hate processing. I actually thing. don't mind it. I, I used to do a hundred every three you weeks. You want to do any so. of mine? <laughs> <laughs> Bring them up here. Yeah. I mean, I've got, a, I've got the plucker, the scalder, like all That'd the be a really equipment. loud trip in the car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would be. But I mean, so, so then I got bees. I, there's more to this story. It just keeps going. It, it just kind of builds and builds and builds. I ended up getting bees in uh, 2013, maybe mm -hmm. 14. And I'd only had bees like a year when somebody got on Facebook and there's a beekeeping group and they said, Hey, somebody quoted me like two grand to remove these bees out of my soffit. Is there anybody that can help us? You know, this guy's like a retired veteran. He was disabled. He didn't have the money <clears throat> and I'm a sucker um, for just about anything. So I was like, right. I don't know what I'm doing. I said, but I am willing to try. I ran an entire handyman business like that for a long time. I'd quote a job and be like, I think I can do that. And I'd spend the next six hours at home, YouTube university, yep. my way into being able to do exactly that. Yeah. And the thing is, is we're talking learn. about something that at that time, now there's a ton of videos, but at that time, 2013, yeah. 2014, there was no, no DIY, bee removal information, nothing. And so I just went out and did it. I remember spending right. the last $300 in my account on a ladder and I go out there and I just rocked it. And then I was, and I got so confident. I was like, I could do this again. And I did. And I ended up doing one that took me like 12 hours the next time. It was so, it's still probably to this day is one of the top five biggest hives I ever did. And it was Ooh. like the second one I did. I was yeah, using they, yard tools to just oh, scrape all the way to the back to get the last pieces of comb. And so then the first year I did a lot of cheap removals. That business is still going. I still do mm -hmm. live bee removals. I don't um, work commercially anymore, but I do the removals. So I also at that time was like, I want to learn this commercial side of beekeeping and the commercial mm -hmm. ways are very different than the hobbyist uh, side of beekeeping. And so I started working for all these commercial beekeepers across the country. <laughs> And I did this for five, six years. I don't know. I just worked as like hired labor and I yeah. managed 1200 hives on the East coast. I've went and harvested, how you know, you that's how you really learn it in and out is just go and work it, go and learn from other people. And so yeah. what I learned the most is what not to do. But I also, I remember sorting through 1200 hives and marking every queen in every hive. And ever since then, I can go through a hive or I can, I can pull apart uh, somebody's wall or whatever. I can find the queen so fast. So it's a great, you know, it's, it was a great learning experience. I would not trade it for anything. Um, I wouldn't say I'm an, a serial entrepreneur. I feel like it's very, it's very addictive though. Oh, it like, is. It is. You Once you start working for yourself, it's building. really hard to go back and work for somebody else. And if you do, it's usually part-time because you're trying to learn something, you know? That's um, where I'm at. I, I loved the process of building it. Mm -hmm. um, I will say the first year, it's almost been a year now. Mm -hmm. I'm freaking out. I can't believe it's Crazy. been a year. 
Um, but this last year has been a roller coaster ride. Like, you know, you get into I, some wild shit when it comes to the the mobile processing. You never know. I what did I tell you when you started off doing this? Because they were trying to give you all kinds of advice. I remember the one thing I said <laughs> in that Facebook chat was be prepared to be unprepared. Be prepared Dude. to have to improvise all the time. Because I said, not only is the customer not going to cooperate, the animal's not going to cooperate. You never know what you're walking into. All your shit's going to break and you're going to have to figure it out. And Everything. there's nobody there to save you. Yes, I'm literally, <laughs> I'm literally in a pasture with like no cell service. Yeah. About to do a C-section yep. <laughs> on a cow I'm going to shoot. Okay. Who do you call? You're the only one in Oklahoma, I think, doing mobile right now, right? I'm the, the only, only one. one. There's so not who even the hell else is going to call and scave your ass if you if something goes wrong? Nobody. You are the one that they call. <laughs> yeah. And there's not yeah. even anyone doing mobile slaughter here. No. Like, no, there used to be, yeah, there used to be slaughter trucks that would haul back to butcher shops. Yeah. And I could legally do that, but no butcher shop here right, has right. has wanted to work with me in that way. Um, you know, it's a cutthroat business pun intended. Um, right, right. You know, which I which I learned previously because I actually if offered somebody every- prefers hung beef. I mean it's yeah, I can see why they would want to go that way, but yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I mean at some point it's nice uh, to have the option. Right. Right. Uh I wanted to build but you're a dry really slow enough. Yeah, that's it. You're, you're, it's usually you you're busy enough with like emergency calls and stuff that Seriously. people just don't have another option to Seriously. To even bother with stuff like that, you know, so you haven't hit your dry spell. You have not hit a point where it's like it's slowed down for you. Um, This month was slow, but I say slow. It's just been pig heavy, but everybody's retiring show pigs this month. Um, And everybody's Ah. still trying to fatten up cows. And a lot of people in Oklahoma sold all their cows. We sold more cows in Oklahoma than any other state. We sold like 600,000 cows last year. Some incredible yeah. amount, which um, the great. second closest state is less than half of that. That's how tremendous the cow and beef supply is yeah. in Oklahoma. We mm-hmm. are going to have a crisis. We're already seeing heifers go for gold right now. And Oklahoma has always been a heifer yeah. state. So it, it was bad in Texas this year, too. It's bad. It's, it's Everybody so sold much stuff off. The drought was so hard so on people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And nobody can afford hay. And, and what you're going to get is some trash prairie hay for 120 bucks a round bale out here. Nobody's buying that. Like, I can't no. even sell no. goats right now. Nobody People wants to buy hay goat. in from like, you know, Kansas and Nebraska and stuff what? like that. And then if you get it from there, the shipping costs alone, you're paying. I mean, the hay pie prices were ridiculous. I mean, we were seeing so like $200 crazy. rounds places down here over the winter. It was just crazy. Yeah. It's, but I mean, it's, it's, you never know. I'm hoping this year's not as dry. I'm really, really hoping it's not. But I don't, I don't have uh, cattle, thankfully. But it about we kills me the one square I get a freaking week. <laughs> I, I don't have time for the fencing and stuff. And I already have so many animals and projects that make it hard for me to take trips. And I have the more I do this, the more people want me to go on trips. They want me to go to events. They want me to come speak. They want me to come teach classes. And I was like, yeah, but I've got. My own fucking animals I gotta take care of too. That's so. a good problem to have though, Josh. It like is it's a good such problem a good problem. I agree. 
I love teaching classes and I've really enjoyed that part of, and I've always been doing that. I've done beekeeping classes forever, poultry processing classes forever. Um, and moving into like more pork and beef. We did our first beef butchering class last fall and it was That's phenomenally awesome. sexy. Awesome. We sold out in three hours, three hours. Yeah. I'm supposed because to do a class or two guy, coming up in spring, but we haven't, we haven't settled dates yet or whatnot, but it's all that it's, it's, I do a lot of the private instruction right now because I don't have the rig to go out and do it. The only thing I've got that I can do is they're doing the butchery and I am teaching them, you know, know. So there is no license to be a teacher in the state of Texas. If you were closer, right? I'd just be like, Hey, um, I'm taking off for a week. If it here, wasn't like a seven hour drive to come, to come hang out for a weekend and work, you know, but <laughs> it's kind of right. one of those, if I do that, it's going to be like, come hang out for a week or something like that make it worth the drive so yeah. we'll see we'll see if we can arrange everything hopefully at some point you're not that far away uh yeah in fact kyle over here he's he was talking kyle's also in my telegram group he's a uh, small custom butcher <laughs> and raises his own cattle and stuff just joined my my community and group over on telegram not long ago he was he's been on three of my podcasts now and uh but he's up in new hampshire so we're all, oh, he just sent me, he literally just sent me bear fat. I got bear fat in the mail from the guy the other day. That's crazy. But uh, yeah, so he's, uh, he thought he was going to be on this episode of the podcast. I said, no, I'm actually going to have another butcher on. So he was mad because I'm cheating on him apparently. Um, but anyway, he thinks the next one around, we should have like just a three-way butcher chat. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> one you know, of these the times. One of these times. Right, we should the just get like, right. like five of us together just people on a podcast and just have butcher madness just embrace the chaos so uh it is chaos though really like i look back at the last year and i deserve uh i could fill three seasons of drama tv um okay so how do we get the echo off on tiktok tiktok live over here uh, oh you're in an echo so what i did was i i put an earbud in over uh for my computer for Streamyard, and then i just turned the mic off on tiktok okay my mic that's what i did just so i'm only listening to one side of it Okay. Yeah. Or if you can turn your volume all the way down on your phone, you're probably fine. Too. I think I did do that actually. Okay. I've already as long done as you that have on the phone. Way to hear, yeah. Yeah, I've got it down on the phone, so I think we should be okay. I'm not hearing an echo. Commented. Well, somebody commented on TikTok Live. They said, "Ah, the echo. I can't do it. Catch y'all later." Oh, okay. So, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, "Crap, my hmm. bad." Um, that's fine. You okay? It, yeah, that that's why I put the earbud in because you're you're getting it from the computer and you're getting it from me on TikTok both so yeah. they're hearing they're hearing both okay well hey well, you know the volume down on my phone so hopefully there you go i wonder if you can turn the mic off is there a mic off button over there on uh tiktok that might be there it is but, but that would that means they're not nobody on tiktok's going to hear you though they might hear it through no they won't hear it through my computer either this is complicated we've got this weird two-way two-way thing going on here yeah, I I'm trying. Um, if Hunter said he's going to check back on TikTok, awesome. So yeah, let us know. Let us know what's going on, and we figure yeah. I can go get my earbud, but it's all the way in my pickup. So yeah, that's, we'll make it work long, one way or the other. Long walk out there. <laughs> right, right. I don't want to mute my mic over on TikTok because then I'll nobody will hear me. Right. So, so yes. yeah, that's why I ended so, up with the earbud thing. I had to think about that ahead of time. I'm like, how am I going to do this without having both audios going? But hey, you know, like I said, your first time live, my first time doing two on TikTok at once. A lot of times I'll throw TikTok up live when I do my podcast, but I've never done it on an interview because we haven't had the other party on TikTok. Yeah. Most people that are I'm friends with that are on TikTok don't even have enough to go live. So, uh, yeah. well, well, they're working I, their way that way. So, but it's, I've loved TikTok because 
I, agree. I, I actually underestimated TikTok so hard because I thought, no, that's no way that that's going to be my dancing teens. You know, that's what I thought for a long time, too. But I'll tell you what, there is nothing else going on right now in social media where as a small business or like yeah. somebody who is like teaching that you can blow the hell up like that yeah. without having to pay. That's right. the other thing. All the other platforms make you pay to play. Right. There, they just kind of like the algorithm finds people who are interested in what you're talking about exactly. and shows it to them. And exactly. if you're talking about something people are interested in, people show up. I'm going to be so try. angry if they ban it. End of story. Me too. I have a feeling they won't. They'll probably reach some stupid compromise. I'm sure we'll all lose some some First Amendment rights in the process. But it's better. If, okay. there, there's no way people are going to stand for the shit they're trying to push through right now. It's, it's too broad reaching beyond TikTok. I mean, Dude, it's it would be the revolution. I'm saying, I, I told somebody the other day, I said, if this, if anything got Gen Z to worry about something more than their pronouns, it would be this. Thank God. If anything yes. ever happened, it would be this. You take away their TikToks and then say, if there's more than a million viewers on your video game or, or users on your video game, the government can use it, you know? Yeah. And, and people don't see like what this would do to small businesses. Like TikTok, how many businesses have built, built themselves up on TikTok and had their following exactly. from it? That's why I made a video the other day telling everybody, I was like, hey, look, I don't think this is all going to get banned, but go follow me and other people on their own other shit. Go to my website and sign up to my newsletter. Go follow me on YouTube. Because right. if it does go away, well, you may never fucking see my shit again. But if you right. like these people, just in case, all the people that you like to follow, exactly. go fucking follow them where you can. Because exactly. you never know. They might get banned. Facebook might ban me. If those Facebook people aren't following me somewhere else, they'll probably never fucking find me again. Hey, if your stuff gets flagged as much as mine does, I could show the same video in. I've in learned to stop to not post certain dead things or be creative about how I do it. It's so funny because <laughs> I can show one carcass in one picture yep. and another one in the, in another video. Yep. One gets flagged, one doesn't, and then I'm on Facebook literally dispatching an animal. Mm -hmm. I've had, uh, I've had videos go up on TikTok with the auto download that I've posted and like got pulled down because it was like there was blood on a goat or something, you know, and I'm doing an educational video. And then I literally took the download copy, re-uploaded it, and it stays. That's crazy. It, 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 it I don't bizarre. understand. And I have appealed a lot of them and they let them come back up. But they'll literally just, you can't even log in for X amount of days. And I'm like, cool, cool. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't want to announce anything. Um, you know, like literally my appointment tomorrow is from TikTok. That's crazy. That's crazy. I was surprised. So I, most of my stuff where I do the community stuff, we do daily questions. We do all the podcast announcements, all like the ins and outs of the business stuff I do on, on telegram. Cause that's like the, the closed chat chat group and nobody can censor it. Right. Um, I had somebody, uh, one of my TikTok followers ended up coming over there for, to that community. And it's like right. in there all the time. Random person from TikTok. I'm like, what the heck? Kyle over here was uh, listening to the audio podcast and found me. And then now he's been on the show three times. So it's crazy, though. You've got to put your stuff up. Oh, let's see here. Oh, I have an actual podcast. Yes, I do, Lisa. That's right. Every <laughs> once in a while, I actually do. This year, I've actually stuck with my commitment of uh, doing at least one a week. And I actually did two one week. So, hey, last year, it was just it was hit or miss. It was when I when I had something I wanted to put out. I did a podcast, which I'm a. I'm that perfectionist that I don't like to put it out unless it's perfect. So I've had to learn to be imperfect mm. and just do it anyway. 
I struggle with that myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I do not know how you have time for a podcast. I admire I, you. I, the only way to do it is I set a specific schedule now for me is yeah. it's it's 6 p.m. every Tuesday and I plan around it. I just I, I, I literally I, out books. <laughs> I literally barely made it to this within just minutes. I was like, I'm going to shower. I was like, I'm going to not look like I butchered. A you didn't want to look the butcher and... on, on the butcher podcast? <laughs> yeah, I know. I like blood on my face. No, I made sure I was like, I'm going to do authenticity. My hair, you know, because I didn't want to look homeless. Um, it... <laughs> I have homeless people that watch this. Okay, don't don't not scared. <laughs> Right. I mean, honestly, uh, we might actually, all be homeless uh, really soon. So they, they couldn't make it over to the to the comments to, tonight because they they forgotten they're having dinner. But uh, Brian and Corey, I'm sure they'll pop in later on. They actually came down to Texas. I met them through some of these other communities online and in all these podcasters. And they came down for the last four months and were hanging out not too far from the shop. And he'd come over a couple times a week between doing all his podcasting stuff. And he worked with me doing deer. So awesome. it's crazy how, you know, all those connections, people just it's come together. Up. So it's just constantly building community and you have to put this stuff out in all the different places for people to find you. Cause there's a lot of people out there that want to learn this stuff yes. and people don't know where to reach out to find it. So, okay. So you just talked, okay. We just got a TikTok uh, comment here. It's an industry I'd love wow. to get into, but the gatekeeping is insane. Like you just said it, the gatekeeping yep. is insane. Okay, so when sure. I first wanted to learn how to do some beef, I offered every shop within like a 60 mile radius to work for free. I said, I'll work for free. I wanna learn from as many people as possible. One person took me up on it. And how quick did she get me out of there? Like really quick. Seriously, I, I was there maybe less than 10 actual working days before yeah. I was told that I was learning too In much. Yeah. And I was upfront and honest. Totally. I said, you know, I'm building a shop. This is what I'm building. I would, I actually wanted to work with these people, you know, cause, right. cause they were, there's That's a lot of shops. Beneficial. If you were doing the mobile slaughter side, you could be bringing them business. Exactly. They get, so, but so there, there's a lot of shops that are uh, paying these like slaughtermen, these traveling slaughtermen, they're paying them like two fifty a head or something, some crazy amount of money. Well, especially and you get up into like Wyoming, uh, Montana and stuff like that. That's the only way a lot of people can do it. There's actually a, a thriving market out there, but it's, it's fairly yeah. new in the South. I know. And so I was like, we can work together. Like what I am doing is not at all what, what you're doing. And, and I thought we not had an competing. agreement. I thought we had an agreement, but then it was like, you're learning too much too quick. And so I was mm. like, fine. I had to kind of relearn how to cut beef fresh anyway. You know, when I. Because it is very cool. different. That's another thing we can touch on. So different. Because what you're doing is is all hot cut. You're showing up. It's in and out one day. There's no right. hanging that carcass and whatnot. I prefer hung when I can just, especially when I'm teaching people because it's yeah. so hard. Well, if somebody's trying to learn to do it at home. You don't want to have to try to cut a whole cow really fast and get it right. Exactly. You're not going to get it right. You'll you'll just hack chunks of meat because yes. you try to get it done before it rots. Yeah. But you are providing a service that a lot of people don't have a walk-in cooler. They don't have a way to chill that. You know, it's uh, and you're doing it on a pretty good size scale. So I know and the few times that I've actually taken taking the time to go and cut hot meat. I'll tell you what, it's very frustrating from somebody who's like a really picky butcher. I want those retail looking cuts. I know. They'll never look as good. They just won't. And you have to, you have to accept that as a part of yes. it. But yeah. I struggle with it. I do. I get, I get better and better every day. Like I, 
uh, especially boneless cuts, you know, I, for the, for the longest, I couldn't get bone in cuts. And then when I started kind of figuring out how to get those bone in cuts, I was like, all right. I started feeling pretty happy about it. That's right. Cause you got um, a bandsaw. Oh. Yes. You know, I wasn't going to put one on the trailer originally because, you know, I had seen our mutual friends trailer and they weren't using one. And I was like, Oh, I don't need one. They're not using one because they don't use one. They've never used one and it's not how they cut. And that's, I just, that's okay. But but I, I tell you what, it's a game changer for some of the stuff that you can do. It's the only item I was able to buy secondhand. Mm, so yep. I got a friend of a friend. I got this. It's too small. Like doing a beef on it sucks. But yeah. I figured out how to get how to work, how to make it work. Yep. And uh, eventually I'll upgrade all that equipment. But for right now, like I'm just going to stick with what I got because it's like six figures just to upgrade the four or five things I want to upgrade. Like the bandsaw, the vacuum sealer, the grinder, the generator. Um, and I would love to get like a, like a hot power washer, like a steam power washer. That would be nice. Purposes. Yeah. That item I can actually maybe afford sooner than everything else. Everything else is seriously like when I add it up, it's like $85,000. This processing equipment is insane. It's insane. It is is extremely expensive. It is extremely expensive. Now try going to people's places and doing that stuff while packing it in and out of a a Ford compact car. (laughs) This guy yeah. says hot cut is definitely different. Hot cut. It's very so different. It is. It is, you know, and and I've got nothing against hanging beef. I love hanging beef. It's just originally I was going to do a dry age cooler. The right. state the state originally was like, yeah, that'd be fine. And then eight months into my uh, the production. The changes the mind and you've just got your whole business plan. Yeah, that, that's typical of the state. Yes, I was typical so frustrated. I was so frustrated because I was going to build a walk-in cooler that I could just back the trailer up to, connect to it, boom, move it in there, yep. dry and age. People wanted to do hot cut and people wanted to do age. They have both options. Yes. And I wanted to do. There's true a lot of guys age. out west that do that. I know uh, in that backyard butchery group, you you see a ton of them uh, yeah. towards like California, Nevada, and stuff where they just go around, they butcher, and then they bring it back to their shop or a handful of shops. And then yes. when they're not on the road, they're cutting in their shop. Right. And that, so my trailer is built with a rail. Um, the capacity is 10,000 pounds. So I could butcher, I, okay, I could slaughter. I could, I shouldn't probably say that on TikTok Live. I can uh, dispatch eight head. Unalive. Unalive. I can unalive eight in a day. If we're not banned um, yet. We're probably pretty good. I mean, I haven't even said fuck yet. <laughs> you did, actually. You said it. Oh, really I did? Well, see, it's just like breathing. I did, yeah. It's like breathing. I just, Want that to be known that he cussed before I did because usually it's me. I was raised okay. by a Yankee oh, and I swear like a sailor. And people like I one I once had a little kid. He was like, I've never heard anybody swear so much in my life. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I forget that not everybody has a filthy mouth. I was on a very nice uh, member of the community Christian ladies podcast uh, uh, about a week ago, and uh, we were impressed. I only managed to swear twice during the entire That's time, brilliant. and it took me about forty minutes to get there. So. It's so hard to do. And I, the last podcast I did, I was half asleep. So um, mm-hmm. if anybody saw that last podcast or heard it, I'm sorry. I did not. I didn't even know you'd been on one. So I didn't catch I've it. I've been on yeah. a couple. Yeah, I've yeah. done. Was it just uh, audio or was it, was it the video side? Just the audio. Audio is harder. I honestly, I think audio is harder because you, you always have that pause and you're waiting. You're trying to figure it out. Yes. You don't want to talk over them. You don't get that. You don't get the facial expressions and shit right. like that. I did yeah. audio for a while. And I'll tell you what, it. I did it less and it took me longer because I would always try to go in and edit my audio. Yeah. Now I just gave up completely. It's unscripted. It's me. Um, it, it. You can deal with my fuck ups like I do. 
Right. Okay. This somebody's asking, what is the name of that group again? It's called Backyard Butcher. Yeah, yeah. Um, she only ripped off her whole company name from a Facebook. Totally, <laughs> totally did. You know what? We actually had a running list of mm -hmm. names, and they were hilarious. We did. I, if if they would just allow butcher bitches to happen, right? I would have done that. I would have plastered it across the side of my trailer. Right. Butcher bitches, baby. Could have rolled in with a butcher bitch bus. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, I wonder if I still have that list. Oh, I'd have to go. Oh, I'm sure it. it's somewhere still in that uh, Facebook group. It was. Back, yeah. And I am so like. Oh, there's Kyle. Yeah, I forgot. Spicy. Kyle's in that group too. Yep. Yep. I'm he was commenting the other day. I was talking about the guy who had yeah. the. He had the engine hoist and they were holding the quarter up. I'm like, that's fucking genius. He goes, I saw that. I'm like, you're in that group too? Yeah. I was actually going to post in there tonight and ask oh, yeah. about Bison because, um, you know, I use a 350, but I might borrow a 308 for that. I uh, the last one I did I popped with the three thirty out six and it worked but I, yeah because yeah. I don't know if my three fifty would if my three fifty would do it that would be amazing because I'm so just comfortable. be prepared if it goes badly it's going to charge you yeah it's going to suck be, be mindful of if there like I said if there are other herd members out anywhere near you they may come uh -huh. fuck your shit up so be careful. I do not no no I actually have been in communication with this grower or this producer for over a year now and yeah. he was just kind of waiting for the right situation for us to uh, work together. I told him, I said, I'm not going to do any big bulls and right. um, I don't want to be in a pasture with a bunch of them. I like separate it out, make sure it's secure. Sure. I'll borrow a big gun. I don't want them anywhere near my trailer because they will wreck my trailer. And and I've already had someone run their tractor into my trailer. Like it doesn't yeah, need it more help getting banged up. I do a plenty good job on my own. Like yep. I've done, I've already crunched a corner, screwed up my tailgate. I've done everything, honestly. It's oh, yeah. it, well, I didn't, you know what? I literally picked up that ta that trailer and I had never owned a gooseneck. I've never driven anything over like 25 foot. And it was a learning curve. Definitely. So definitely. Well, I think a gooseneck is way easier to back into some of those hairy spots than not. It so is. At least you've got that going. Bro, I'm 52 foot head to toe. It's huge. <laughs> 52. I don't know how you do it. Into... I'm thinking about building shit into a 24 foot box truck. Cause Bro. that's as much, that's, I want to stay maneuverable. <laughs> okay. Let me just tell you, I get into some yesterday. If you'd have seen the property I was in yesterday and I was cussing this thing out, I'm like screaming and yelling. Oh, I mean, I'm scratching up the sides of the trailer with freaking tree branches and all I'm trying to dodge all these chicken pins. She, she's like, I cleared you a path. And I was like, what for a Ford Ranger? <laughs> I've got a that, bro. I have had, I've gotten myself, I, I have managed to always get in and out obviously. And I've, I've, only got stuck once, but I got out of it. I think I just had to like detach the trailer and spin around for a little bit. How many, uh, how many freaking tires and axles have you blown out? Oh, uh, tires. <laughs> okay. So yeah. nails everywhere. There's nails. Oh, everywhere. Yeah. So I finally just put a full, cause you know, the, the trailers, the trailer tires that came on it were trash. So yeah. I just got rid of those and put on, I think 14 ply or something. Nice. I don't know. Yes. That's expensive though. Yes. And I've got 10 tires. So believe me, picking up nails and stuff, it has been a mess. And my tire guy just closed shop. So I'm like crying internally because I don't know where I'm going to have to find someone who I can trust with my stuff. Right. I'm oh, still a God. woman. Okay. People still look at me and try to rip me off anytime I go, you know, they look at me a little differently when I pull up right. 
50 with a 36 foot trailer, but Generally. Um, they still try. Oh yeah. So when you're in that position, cause that's something I've never had to experience, but when you're the, the woman by yourself that rolls up and I'm here to kill and process your animal, how does that work out? Do people just immediately get kind of geeked out about it? You ever get guys to feel like completely emasculated because a woman showed up to do the job that they don't know how to do. I mean, I could see that happening. So I have so many stories. Yes. So not just my, not just the butcher business, the beekeeping business too, because I come up in my bee business, I get up on, I scale, you know, ladders and lifts and right. I cut open walls. I tear apart right. brick and I tear apart brick beautifully, by the way. It's one of my favorite things to do. I'm really, really good at it. And not to like pat myself on the back too much, but I do better than anyone, any man here. I promise. Like <laughs> I actually will take your house apart in a way you can put it back together. And when you look at some of my competitors, like they take it apart in a way that they, they're like, what are you going to do? It's just mass destruction. And um, also they don't carry any insurance and I do. So I kind of have that. But a lot of times I think, I think people think I'm like the secretary when they call me. Yep, uh, and then I show up and they're like, Oh, it's the dude's it. wife obviously answering the phone for him you know she does if, if i had a dollar for every dude that was like mm-hmm. where's your help and i just look at him i'm like i brought an extra apron i have an extra beekeeping suit in the truck if you want one there you go and they just look at you like what and and in the amount of guys that then try to like like they try to do stuff you know um mm-hmm. they'll be like do you need any tools and i'm like do i need tools you need me, you need me to lift anything for you do you, um, do you bring knives with you? They want to, so many guys want to do the dispatch. And I won't allow I learned them. the hard way. I, I get customers that, that want to do that too because they just feel like it's their duty. Like I have to because this animal's hurt and I need to do it. And I'm, enough times it goes badly and they feel horrible and I feel horrible and I just have to fix it. No, I'm, I'm not like, doing it. You paid me to do it. You paid me to do it. Well, remember, if you want to do it yourself, you can also butcher it yourself. I'm sorry. You know. I got shot at one time. What? Did I did I not tell you about that? Last year. Did somebody year, shoot your summer, direction or did somebody shoot at you intentionally? Shot at my direction. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I was like, I think I heard about that. I was like, who shot at you? <laughs> shot 10 or 12 rounds in my direction. I was so it was summertime. I'm in my trailer and I've got the doors like shut. That was shortly after you started. Yes. Yeah. And I, I start hearing them and I I was I had the music on, right? So I turned the music off and I'm like, oh my God. And I froze. I froze. I don't have windows. Okay. I can't see outside. I don't know what's going on. I I just froze. And I, my reaction actually scared me more than anything because I should have dropped to the ground like a normal person, but I did not. And I come out and essentially the story was that this lady had four pigs and, um, you know, one of them got loose. I couldn't get my trailer back to the pig pen. Um, she had too much crap in my way. And I was like, kind of like we were talking about the tires. I was like, I'm not willing to risk all 10 of my tires to, to get, another 20 foot back there. So, um, I was there because she couldn't keep them contained. That's why she made the butcher date, but it was really funny because when it came time, I was like, well, we can just unalive them here and then, you know, drop and drag, drag them up to the trailer. Um, and she has a tractor, so it would have been no big deal, but she insisted on like getting a bucket full of feed and bringing them to the trailer. Uh, And I was like, didn't we just establish that you can't keep them contained? You know what I mean? Um, of course, three out of four went fine, took care of it, no mm-hmm. problem. But the fourth one, it's always the little one. It's always the smallest one. Always. Took off like a bat out of hell. And I mean, we're on like 100 acres. It's wooded. Mm, I, I, I've, I've done that. I've done that. 
Yes. For about 45 minutes, I was trekking through the woods with my, <sighs> with my, you know, 350 in hand or 22. I don't even remember what I had in my hand. And you cannot move through the woods the way a pig can. I promise you. No, no. And, and I told her, I was like, look, it'll, it's going to come back. It's going to come back and eat. She had other pigs. She had some coonies on the property. I was like, it's going to mm -hmm. come back. And you know, if we don't get it done today, um, we'll just reschedule. It's no big deal. Well, next thing I know, I, I had to go ahead and start butchering those other three too. Cause I mean, mind you, this is summer. It's hot. I needed yeah. to get going. And so I get in the trailer and, but I hear, I hear all these rounds going off and I'm freaking out. I freeze. I come Found out. Of the trailer. She comes up with this thing on her tractor with bullet holes full, just full of bullet holes. Just full of bullet holes. The thing. We killed it. Here you go. And Welcome to wild game processing. That's what I, it's that's like. That's why I don't do wild game. Yeah. Like, like, don't even get me started on We can't get started on that just yet. But yeah. this lady, swear to God, she says to me, I knew the bullets wouldn't reach you. We knew we were shooting your way, but I knew it wouldn't reach you. I said, what, were you, what caliber? She said 22. And I said, they can 22. go over a mile. mile. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She, but she really believed that it wasn't going to get that far. Now, at a half mile away, if a 22 hit that trailer, it's probably not going through the wall. It's going to mushroom on the outside. No. But, but the point is, not the point, yes. And they were out there trying to track that pig down and put it down with a fucking 22 from a distance. Oh, God. I had six rounds inside that pig. I've done that with, with escaped pot bellies before, but I literally have killed thousands of hogs. That I have a background in it, and still sometimes it didn't work well. So but, last week, literally last uh, week, I had half cooney, half wild hogs. Yep. And yeah, you showed I, me those pictures. Yeah, I did two out of three. And the third one, as I was skinning the second one, the third one got out and started just poo down the street. Mm -hmm. And all these guys started running to go, you know, running after it. I was like, hey, everybody, just we're gonna have an old fashioned pig wrestling. And I have a I put a scope on the twenty two since um, mm -hmm. I think last November, and twenty two Magnum. Yeah. I yep. Yep. Yeah. I moved oh, the yeah. scope from my three fifty, put it on the twenty two, and got a nicer scope for my three fifty. Mm -hmm. And oh, it was so much fun. That's just <laughs> one shot done. Yeah, I love it. It was yep. it was so much fun. I was like, dang it! Everybody just stopped. It. What? The hell? I've never been a hunter, and that was like my first like inkling that maybe I would like hunting. I still remember the time that I was helping uh, uh, Tabitha and Jim out and uh, they had a cow that just would not come by. It got out of the pen that the customer had and it was way out in the back pasture. This was like really early on with their shit. And uh, I showed up to help and I was like, I've been in this situation before. This is when a 30 out six comes out because it's, it's a this, this thing won't let anybody within like maybe 50 yards of it. Yes. And Jim will still talk about it. You'll see him comment in that group occasionally. Anytime I'm commenting on stuff about be things being eye-popping, literally shot this thing in the temple, dropped it right where it stood. But I didn't see it because I'm looking through the scope. I'm zoomed in. I'm ready to go. I dropped the cow. I know I did it. But I, I didn't see anything outside the scope. As the cow went down, its eyeball literally flew across the pasture. It exploded from its head. And they were like, whoa. Everybody around like, whoa. And I'm like, yeah, it was a good shot. They're like, you didn't see the eye? I'm That's like, pretty what? cool. What? No, it just literally blew the eye out of this cow. Do you know it's like a bouncy ball? Apparently, but I mean, I don't know. I didn't see it bounce when it hit the pasture. So, so I just learned this. So do you walk around in your trailer bouncing cow eyes around now? Come on. No, but it is a fun is a party space. trick. <laughs> it's a fun party trick if you got kids around. You just pop that out and they're busy for hours. 
I'm wow. just saying, you shouldn't leave your children unattended in my trailer. I will have them playing with eyeballs. I mean, what do you expect? You leave children unattended in a butcher trailer. Right. Oh, Hunter had yeah. commented over there on TikTok that uh, he heals for one. He'll pay for the service of having it killed. That's why we're there, which exactly. I agree. And, and he said that, no, actually, contrary to popular belief, I think he has some military experience. Uh, freezing and not dropping is the standard response. You kind of have to be trained to learn to drop. You yeah. Make, it, you didn't have the experience crazy. of being shot at before, I assume. So Yeah, that has never happened. Um, not, a, not been in a lot of gunfights before your butchery career. You know, I live in Oklahoma. Gunshots, constant, right? All we hear time. that crap every night. It's fine. Yeah. But I have never had them, like, it's different hearing them and then hearing them fly past you or pass yeah. around you. Um, and I, it was 10 or 12 shots. So it was just pow, 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 pow you know. Mm -hmm. So I just immediately was like, oh, my God. Right, with um, the, the times that I've had to deal with stuff, people have wanted to come out because there's there's just an animal that is out or what. And it's very rare that I will ever allow somebody else to have a gun around yes. me and be helping me. It's like, no, yes. there have been exceptions. And I know the guy's experience in Hunter or whatnot, but I've always got one eyeball on where the heck he is at. And I yeah. will not stand somewhere forward of that man because I, I don't had, know you. I do yeah, not want to exactly. get shot. I only well, get one shot. One accident is all it takes. But it's not just about that either. It's like, okay, well, what if you miss? Okay. Or what if you hit it and it goes into the spinal column? What if you like, I have to go fish that out later. I've got to mess with the meat. Um, the only time I let someone do that is both of my guns were in the shop. And then I was borrowing a two, two, three and it got jammed. It jammed up. And I was like, dude, do you got a gun? <laughs> yeah. And you know, he got it. No problem. Thankfully, yep. I kind of, Thankfully. I kind of just told him I was like, "Okay, here's where I need you to hit." And you gotta be yeah. careful with those those high calibers, though. I had uh, I had one uh, cow that was just out in the pasture, and it was the old throw the feed down and you know get as close as you can because it's skittish. And yeah. I was like, "All right, well, I can't get close, so I'm gonna use a thirty out six. Well, yeah, I learned the hard way. You don't want to do a head on shot thirty out six when it's looking straight at you, because that thirty out six will go all the way through the head, down the throat, yes. pop the gut, and that'll be waiting for you when you get in there." That sucks. Yeah. Well, you know, I had no problem, but you know, and I didn't even suspect anything until I started gutting it. Then oh, as soon as I got in, I was like, oh, oh no, shit. it was just exploded in there. Whole inside of the ribs. I had to peel. It was, it was, uh, well, well, I, was I got kidding. it done, but man, and I had to explain to the folks too. And I was like, well, this isn't yeah. typical. Uh, just, uh, I hope you have a strong stomach because I know what we're about to get into. Like you're going to cook it, right? Um, you, know, uh. <laughs> you know, I was using the 22 mag on everything. And that short stint that I was at a shop, we used a 22 mag every time was never a problem. And it wasn't what, it was my first beef. By you're in myself. a controlled environment and you're, you, you know, you're going to be close and yeah. That 20, I, I saw a 22 mag. It was an older bull. He was horned. Um, that thing literally just straight up in the air. It Ricochet. was yes. And had the owner of the animal uh, not been standing right next to me and also saw it, I wouldn't have believed it. I would have been like, I I don't know what happened. I would have just been like, it didn't it didn't phase him. I've never had one ricochet off before. I've had I've had the mushroom on the skull inside the the hide. Yeah. But I've never had one ricochet off. Uh, it was terrifying. It was, I absolutely, I've had more life or death in like, 
it must be something there must be it's a dangerous profession can... it is not for the weak of heart it, i can tell you right now it's right we can i've have, have had more animals try to kill me than than gunshot issues but yeah it, hairy shit happens we could probably dissect that because both of my the bee business and my butcher business are both extremely dangerous like in beekeeping i'm on a ladder okay in a suit it's usually hot out okay it's usually like right. 100 degrees with horrendous humidity here in oklahoma we love that humidity and so i can't breathe and then oh, there's yeah. the veil is dark nobody realizes that behind that veil your yeah, visibility it's... is reduced substantially and so you're, you're, you're going looking up this, a window screen this close to your face you know yeah, so you're going up this ladder and you're carrying your sawzall and your smoker so you're and you can't you're fucking breathe you feel like you're an astronaut in a space suit without the air conditioner you know yeah. yeah um and i've cut through walls and found gas lines i've cut through walls and had bees wrapped around all sorts of electrical so i've been electrocuted so hard that's and there's probably something about my personality why i choose businesses that might kill me i'm not really sure but a lot of times i'm also working above my head yeah and so honey is sometimes dripping right if it's a if it's over my head if it's like a ceiling or something mm -hmm. or it's a soffit that's really high um so now it's slippery because there's honey on my ladder slippery and I'm and, at same time. and i'm getting stung yeah and it's 100 degrees outside. Sweat. And people don't realize that, you know, hey, if you're wearing a bee suit, that doesn't keep them from stinging you necessarily. It may reduce it some, but mainly it keeps the stingers from sticking in you. They can still sting you through that. If you want to wear extra clothes underneath of it, you might be fine. But you're also going to be hot as balls. So unless you're beekeeping so in fucking December, which nobody does. Well, you can't because oh. they're hibernating essentially. Right. So yeah, uh -huh. it's just it is a very hot, miserable, hard job. And I yeah. kept these for about six months. I uh, yeah. it's not for me. It's not yeah. for me. I've had I some am... adventures in beekeeping. <laughs> I did a lot of things wrong, but I, I I just I'll let other people do that. I'm happy to pay that price for the honey because yeah. I know what goes into that shit. Yes. Well, and I'm regularly on top of like high pitched roofs, you know, there's a lot of really crazy videos of the crap I get into. Like I'm regularly mm. in attics, crawling around in attics. Um, I just, I put myself in these Ugh. positions where I'm having to use lifts, but I'm more comfortable in a ladder. So, mm. you know, I might be 30 foot up a on bucket a ladder. Truck. The bucket truck. Just getting stung and you cannot react or you will fall. You yeah. cannot react. Like that's the thing you can't train people. Like, it's going to suck to get stung, but it's going to suck a lot more when I stop really fast when I hit that ground. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you've ever been stung on the nose, but that's what will happen a lot of times is you lean forward in the veil. And it you touches know, and there happens to be, be there. Yep. Yep. Okay. Let me just tell you, instant snot tears happening immediately. Immediately. I, just I did never have that happen. I did get, uh, I did get a freaking flying knee to the face through a fencing mask one time and it, it broke yep. my nose and in the shit but i'll tell you what yeah same thing yeah instant tears to your eyes yeah and you, you don't just you are no longer capable of actually focusing on what's around you you don't see anything yeah. it's a blur yeah and so essentially you know i i kind of just figured it out and haven't died yet in the beekeeping and i've done the same thing with the butcher business is i've just kind of figured it out as i went i haven't died yet um yeah there's been some close calls i think you know i've probably hit my head enough time i'm concussed at least a little bit Okay, I keep when I first when I first started working on the trailer, 
Like it all folds in like little transformer right. trailer. It's oh, so yeah. cool. It's so oh, you've badass. Got the, you've got those. Yeah. If you Ooh. guys haven't checked it out, go check out her website because she's got oh, pictures cool. up there and her social media of all this stuff. It's pretty impressive what they've engineered yeah. to, to come out of this trailer for her lifts. And I'm and really proud. System. Yeah. It's, really it's a really proud. badass rig. And anyways, if you don't remember to duck. Try being six foot two. All the time. Okay, Everything in the world real. is, and, and then wear a baseball cap. Everything in the world is right here. Yeah. I have walked into shit so hard, I've knocked myself on my ass. My I, rail, you wouldn't clear my rail. You would constantly hit the rail. Oh, and I luckily, I'm 5'7". That's seven. why I don't want to do a trailer. This is why I want to do a box truck. I need standing height. Well, and you could do halves. That would be really cool, because I have to quarter. Um, I don't even want to care about doing halves. I, I don't even want to do a, deal with that, because, I mean, I'm... I don't think I'd even have half height because you're not super low in those box trucks. I don't want like a semi truck height, you know? No, you would struggle getting into properties. The freaking wind just trees. on the highway. Well, that too. That's why yeah. I got a dually. You know, and you right. saw me take some crap for that in that group. Oh, yeah. Everybody's like, you don't really want a dually. You just, it's too you heavy. You're going to sink. And I was like, bro, yeah. That thing rides like a sailboat. <laughs> is seriously like even just this last week it's just been crazy gusto and my lips are yeah. so chapped from just wind just it's been like, windy lately and you guys get a lot more constant wind up there too because it's a little uh, bit more open i'm kind of down in the woods so for the most part i keep out of it but yeah you get out on the plains man it's yeah. rough yeah uh, and i was talking about my friends brian and Corey. they they have a i think it's a 32 foot uh camper that they're living in now they sold their place and they're just traveling for a while three saint bernards in it they're freaking crazy um yeah i know it's insane they have a whole podcast about their life but anyway uh so but they'll travel around and they went out across the rockies with that damn thing and over some of the big the big plains and whatnot and it's it, his wife does all the driving because she likes doing it that's her yeah. thing and it's just there's times it's just white knuckle just trying to keep that that shit on the road you know yeah you got a, a 40 mile an hour crosswind and you've got a giant freaking sail behind you and they're bumper pull so yeah. that's why I'm, I'm glad you're able to do the gooseneck because yes the gooseneck uh, is is necessary but i mean even my rig sits honestly too low in my opinion because especially going yeah. through pastures and stuff like oh, yeah. i i've had that nose of that trailer into the tailgate more than once yeah, and there's so and many so many ruts and stuff like that you could bottom out i mean most of those trailers only have like what six eight inch ground clearance exactly so it's kind of like uh it's kind of a gamble between too too low and too high because even mine that sits super super low i've got a seven foot it's seven foot tall right but then the AC units stick out another 16 inches or 18 inches out of the top. Yep. And I mean, I can't, I need more than eight foot clearance. That'll um, be my only issue if I do the box truck is going to be height clearance, but I'll just have to live crazy. with that. I'll be like, if that's the one compromise I have to make, be like, look, yeah. you need to have 14 foot tree limb clearance for me to come out and help you. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it does suck. Um, it's the one thing people don't think about is tree limbs mm -hmm. and stuff. I'm hitting yep. them all the time. And I've just had to accept. I pretty much figure I'm going to have to have an electric chainsaw on board. It's just going to it's going to be a part pretty of much. it. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, I have loppers on board all the time, but also the the you know the clients usually have that stuff on them too. So Typically. I've only I've only had to have a couple people pull stuff out. Um, most of the time I can make it work, but you know it's scratched the shit out of my trailer. And every time I look at yep. the side of the trailer, I cry inside because I know what it's worth. 
And yep. so many people on TikTok have asked me, like, what have you spent on your trailer? And I'm just going to say this right now. I have not answered that question because, A, it's rude as hell. But, B, uh, it's more than my house, okay? And I'll let you yep. decide how much you think my house is worth. But I have more in that it's, truck and trailer than my entire property. And once I upgrade those those items, we talked about that earlier, it's another six figures, okay? Yep. So processing equipment is insane. And Especially if you buy mostly new. Absolutely. And what I have is 100% custom built. And mm -hmm. these people that have asked me on TikTok, like, how do I build a trailer like this? I want to do this. I, I, it's so hard for me to answer because every state has different laws. Like you in Texas, you have to skin inside. I skin outside. That changes yeah. the entire Completely changes layout. the whole ballgame. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I built mine above and beyond USDA standards. Everything mm -hmm. I have is like, I mean, my whole trailer is aluminum. Right. Aluminum. Right. Because I don't want rusting. I'm not going to sit here. You don't here want wood floors. No. No. I and I, I could am not, not handle that. Mm -hmm. I can't. The smell would kill me. I can't. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm okay with my house being a dirty disaster. But my workspace yeah. has to be clean and organized. Especially, especially when you're coming to people's too. property. You're there. They you. That's the whole business model is you can come in and look. You yes. Know? And yeah. and that's the thing is it's complete transparency. And that's what the customers love about my business. They right. were, they know they're getting their own stuff back because it never left. They're willing to try it without hanging it because they are so dissatisfied and they, they do not trust their butchers. And I honestly don't blame them because yeah. I have hired several people that have worked at several shops and I have talked to these people and I've seen what they do. And I don't blame them. I used I've to got one them. of your one of your customers is in my Telegram group and he was telling some horror stories about some processors he's used in the past before for his pigs. And he's he's still finding stuff in the freezer. It was a place in northern Texas that he'd used and he's still finding stuff in the freezer that he pulls out and he'll take pictures of it in the group. Just the horrible packaging and the, the nightmare stories of trying to deal with them and their employees and stuff. It's just it's just constant. And yeah. I said, you know, I wish I wish I could say I haven't heard all this shit before. Thankfully, right. I've. <laughs> I worked at processors bad enough that I left, but even there, we heard the horror stories of that kind of shit going on at other processors. And I actually worked at a pretty decent one overall yeah, up until it wasn't, but the, the at least they tried to make the packaging look nice. They tried to do the customer service side of things. You know, there's some out there that just don't give a shit. Like they're no. just, they shouldn't even be running a garage sale and they're running a, their own butcher business, know. you know? And it sucks. And it sucks because then people don't trust us, you know? Right. And you have to, yeah, build you have process. to, you have to like try to over, not only are you completely new, whole new business model. Nobody's dealt with this before. Right. You've got all of the stereotypical crap of they're expecting the same shit that they got from their butchers before, or exactly. they just expect you to have no idea what you're doing to be completely incompetent. Right. And that's why I don't oh, argue with people if they want to stay and watch. If you right. want to stay and watch, I don't argue because you know what? Um, if that's what it's going to take for you to trust me, fine. Yeah. That's cool. Just also Absolutely. stay out of my way so I don't accidentally cut you. True, true. You know, I just, I'd be hacking sometimes. I'd be just swinging knives. You, you know, if I, I prefer. Well, you're you're to going in and out and doing that stuff in a day. I mean, you'll roll in, kill and, and cut and pack a beef in a whole day by yourself. And Six that's damn ago. impressive for anybody. Thank you. No, um, you know, I actually did. I impressed myself just recently because I had an emergency call and it was like, it was in uh, Waynoka. It was like three hours away or. I don't know. It was somewhere out there. And, um, I had some, like some stuff going down at my property that I needed to get home. And I was angry about it. And I took a six inch, no, 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 10 inch blade. And I just went 
to town and I had a like 1400 pound cow done in, I don't know, four rage hours. cut, four hours, rage cut. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, it was a full grind, so that's fair. Um, but very, usually very a full grind. Of mine, I used to work at a previous processor. I still keep in touch with him and, uh, we, nobody else that we worked with got that. He'd, he'd been a retail butcher for 30 years when he showed up. And, you know, we were always, we clicked. We were always bouncing ideas off each other and shit. And uh, nobody else understood. We would show, especially during deer season, when you have 45 deer, I one person yeah. has to cut today and get it done. There was times we'd roll through more than that because you'd get pissed off enough. And the sad part is the bosses figured it out. They, they realized how much faster you worked when you were pissed off. And they'd come in and just, totally ruin your fucking day and it's like fine fuck this 70 deer later you just blew through this shit you leave you just throw the knife at the fucking wall and leave you know and it's i just got played you know it's smart yeah it is a thing you know you get in that that mode and you focus and you just move apart yes so um i prefer rock music i'm a rocker i'm a walking contradiction for everyone who needs to know that yeah i had Um, a I had a playlist that was uh, going on the kill floor quite often. And uh, people, when they, they'd walk out there, open the door and they'd close the door. And I also figured out exactly what the one inspector who was a bitch liked to listen to. And that's what we played whenever she showed up. So she was never there long. Yeah. I'll switch. I asked her one day really nice. I said, what do you like to listen to? She's like pretty much everything, but like death metal. So I'll listen to to the radio every time you show up. While I'm cutting, it's definitely like screamo. Yep. Like I, I love me some uh, nothing more is my favorite band right now. And like asking Alexander, I'm kind of in that zone. Yep, yep, um, yep. I'll be listening to that the one. Depo, it keeps you in the mood, but then somebody shows up and they're like, wow, they're listening to devil music and playing with blood. Great. All right. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> waiting even for a demon to arise from a puddle now. Oh, awesome. I'd be in my trailer alone, just like dancing, singing, screaming right. with it too. And, and that's slinging knives. That's, that's working. It's great. But then you always know when I'm packaging grind because then the music turns to like Miley Cyrus and like 90s country or something. And they're like, yeah. what the hell? All of a sudden they hear Goodbye Earl playing in my trailer. That's my absolute favorite to screw with people. And oh, um, yeah, yeah. Well, while you're butchering animals, the woman yeah. alone. If I ever that. put my, I would love to just put my logo on the side of the trailer, which I haven't for good reason yet. Mm-hmm. But if I ever do, I just want to drive around town playing. You need a magnet. That's what I did. On, and just on the video people's I reactions. I had a magnet on the side with my logo. That's what did you just slap it on? Because there was yeah. times I didn't want it on. I didn't want yeah. people to be like, oh, yeah, that's got a bunch of equipment in there. You know, I could just take it off or what? I got a car wash or whatnot. I wanted yeah. to park in town and like camp one night because I was like on a, on a long job and I just didn't want to drive home. Just take the magnet off. Yeah, I I haven't because I I don't. You're an aluminum it. trailer, so you can't put a magnet on. Never mind. I yeah, exactly. But I also kind of don't fit in any categories as far as like pulling over and getting um like way stations and stuff. I'm afraid they're gonna tell me I have to stop at way stations and get a. That's seat. my my other question was when it deals with with weight. When you're you're driving a dually, you're driving a long yeah. ass freaking trailer. Are you, do you have to deal with commercial or has that ever been an issue or? So, like I said, I don't actually fit in any, like I am for hire, but I'm not hauling stuff. Um, I'm in a weird category. So my rig is only 19,000 pounds with the truck and me in it. 
Oh, so the trailer weighs like nothing. Yeah, the trailer is so light, and I don't have a ton of stuff in there. The rail is obviously the heaviest part, and then mm -hmm. the cranes and stuff. If you're um, hauling a couple of beef, you might be be yes. pushing twenty six hundred. Maybe I would be I would be pushing the twenty six thousand pound limit if I had eight head hanging in there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which it's well, at least you've got that much. You got your room. You you know you've got the option. You know, as long as you don't have like a freaking. 2300 pound beef you got to go kill or something yeah if i ever open a shop that trailer will still work for me yep because yep. i can haul stuff back and i i love mm -hmm. that option i'm so excited um i don't know if i'm ever going to open a shop though like I, I keep i keep wondering like what's my next step gonna be and People i think keep getting, trying to get me to as well and i was like you know i'm like honestly if i wanted to go work in a shop i could do it tomorrow but i don't know if i want to do that anymore you know Honestly, it's like I, I like the the different shit every day i like the adventure i like going out i like helping people i like I dealing too. directly with the customer and yes. teaching people too you know i've, I I've had do that so much shop. fun like learning from other people and getting to know my customers and also like i've gotten to butcher for people from south africa people from nigeria and they don't know how to describe these cuts that they're used to getting in other countries and right. so what's been really beautiful is i've been able to butcher for some of these other ethnicity you know groups and been learning the cuts that they enjoy like um mm -hmm. a couple of customers from south africa they they enjoy a certain kind of jerky but it comes from like mainly it has to do with the fat Feel so i i'm able right. to cut exactly what he wants for his family and he was so excited because in two years you know he hasn't been able to find meat that he right. can make this jerky that he and his family are so used to and they love it and so for the first time in two years he was able to do that and it just like right. fills apart with complete joy because um you know and i'm learning about like churrasco that was a recent one. Oh god i love churrasco <laughs> yeah so i i always like tanya to is the best I always like to learn like what's the important part that you want you know what i mean because some people it's like the steaks are the important part some people it's oh steaks and some ground meat or a salt. bunch of ground yeah. yeah i'm like what's the important thing to you and you get the people and that want every little bit in the stew meat and they want they want everything possible not ground and every individual cut that they possibly can get and what's not stew no. meat they want stir fry meat uh, you know i don't have very many customers that do that and i try to explain to them i'm like you can just cut it up out of any roast um, right. I can't, right. I can't, uh, our mutual friend actually said it really well. She was like, I can, um, I can cut, I can cut stew meat. She's like, but I can't uncut it. So yes, yes. I, I will try to explain that to people too. I'll be like, look, you, you have more options. If I leave you larger cuts, you know, I said, I, I even try to, when I can talk them into like, do you want a couple of prime ribs? I can always come back and cut them in the ribeyes for you later. If I'm right. around or next trip, just pull it out of the freezer, you know, pre-thaw and be like, hey, can you cut these into ribeyes for me while you're working? I don't have a problem doing that, but right. I can't put it back together. Butcher <laughs> twine only goes so far. You know? Know. <laughs> right. I can't undo it. So I try to tell people that luckily most of my customers aren't that way. Um, but yeah, I learned about Churrasco. And so that's what was important to them. I was like, the skirt steak, the flank steak. Mm -hmm. I love it. I pulled bavettes and inner skirts for them. I gave them oh. like eight different options. They were so happy. And and the thing is, is like they weren't getting that at other butcher shops because because they won't they don't have time to mess with it and they don't need to. That's the other thing too. Yeah. Well, they're so they busy butchers. at these shops anymore that people they figure out these guys are assholes and they won't do 
the customer requests that they want because yeah. they don't have to. If they lose you as a customer, they literally don't care. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Does not matter to them because they've got a million more and life goes on. For them, it's it's whatever. That's you're a pain in the ass customer. But these people want to learn, and they, the reason they're asking for these specific things is because they care about what they're doing. So right. they're the perfect, they're perfect candidate for either what you're doing or for what I'm doing, showing them how to learn to do it themselves. Well, you and know? I have a lot of customers that are both. Like they come to the classes and and sometimes the class is what helps them realize, like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I've had and, that as well. And for some people, it's a realization like, oh, well, I need to invest in all this equipment that I don't have and I'm not willing to invest that money. But on the flip side of that is there have been some times where I've told customers like, I can't get to your emergency right now. And this is yep. if it's a situation like bloat, if it's a situation like I had a bull in a swimming pool one day, yeah. situations like that where they're going to shoot it right now. And I tell them like, if you'd come to my class, you'd know how to, you'd at least get, get it to a point I've that before too, folks that they call me up. Well, I've killed it. Now what do I do? And I'm like, throw it away. I'm not, I'm not, I can't help you. I had one guy that I said, all right, I'll, I'll, cause he, he knew a good customer of mine. And I'm like, I'll go see what he's got. Best I could tell him like, you know, keep it clean, get it on ice as quick as you can. I'll come down and see if there's anything I can help you with. And no, by the time I got there, that I opened up ice chest full of freaking green meat. They weren't even there. I had to call yes. the guy. He's still pissed. Guy won't call me back. I don't care. I'm like, I'm not going to cut up something that's rotten and feed no. you, feed right. you shit. I just can't. I won't do that. And I told the guy before he pulled the shot. He talked to me like a day or two before. I keep. I've got this heifer keeps getting out. Heifer keeps getting out. I'm going to shoot it one day. Okay. Guy was inebriated every time I talked to him on the phone. And one day he just got pissed off and shot it. And then he wanted okay. me to clean up the mess. Well, you made no. the mess. I'm sorry. You lost that animal. Yawn, yawn. I can't. Yeah. I can't uh, be held responsible for your, your choices. I warned you. You know, you and know? it's crazy to me, the number of people that call me that assume that it needs to be dead before I get there. No, no. People actually think that. Yeah. I had someone just the other day on the phone where he was like, well, so what do you want us to do? Just, just he was trying to. I was confused because he was like, well, how does this all work? And he goes, so uh, do you want, I just, I just shoot it for you get there. And I was like, what, why would you think that you would shoot it? That's, that's shoot my it. job. Like literally that's why you're you. hiring a professional. I got you, boo. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's crazy to me. Right. Some of the, the like assumptions, um, like yeah. once it's dead, you're on your own. My friend, I, I'm so many people that They'll, they'll call a regular shop and they'll be like, yeah, I just shot a steer. How do, what do I do to bring? And years ago, there's a lot of people that would do that. They would they bring their to. meat to the shop. That yes. is not going to happen anymore. If there no. is any level of government inspection, if you shoot that animal, you are on your fucking own. Yeah. They will yeah. only process something that they slaughter. The most regulated portion of the entire process is the slaughter. Right. Everything else beyond that, they only care that it's pretty much a hygienic area that it's cut in. Yeah. Uh, they, if you did that yourself you are shit out of luck if you don't want to cut it up yourself yeah and i don't know about texas but here in oklahoma everybody um has gone usda and state mainly usda just because there were grants once you deal with all the state bullshit it's not that much harder to go usda yeah well it was the grant money everybody got grant money to open yep. butcher shops because the butcher shops were booked out like two years um in advance during covid and then you had people scheduling three appointments at three butcher shops, different butcher shops with yep. 
for the same cow. Well, you can only butcher the same cow once. I'm sorry, my dude. People were like selling butcher dates on Craigslist. I tried to get one of my customers to do that. They had they had a, a date down at uh, at a shop, and they were just tired of using them, and they wanted to get out of it. And he goes, "I think I'm not going to use that. I'm, I'm using another processor." And I said, uh, "Well, you've got a slot there." I said, "You know how hard that shit is." I said, "I would be talking to all your buddies and be like, hundred bucks, you can have my spot. I guarantee you, somebody's going to open their wallet up in a heartbeat because nobody can get shit in right now for nine fucking months." Yeah, you know? if I found out someone was selling my butcher dates online, I would probably. Um, put them on my list of I'm people. Sure you would. I'm sure you would. But yeah. Yeah, because my appointments, people people cancel my appointments and don't realize. Well, you also have to plan where you're gonna be. You have to like strategize yeah. location and shit. You know, but you're I only mobile. do. Yeah, and I only you do. You just walk with somebody 300 miles to the to the other direction and surprise, bitch! I'm gonna show up to your house looking for something to kill. Yeah. <laughs> I only go to one farm a day. If people cancel on me with less than 24 hours notice, I'm not going to fill that spot. I'm screwed. Right. I lost a whole day's work. And like just a couple of weeks ago, I had three cancellations in one week. Okay. That's three days out of the month. Yeah. Not to admit, I mean, that's a lot of, that's, that's a hit to it me. Is. And I keep like kind of going back and forth on whether or not I'm going to start taking deposits because of that. If, if that trend becomes, if I get pissed off enough, I will just start. It's hard to have to to bite the bullet and do that I from the multiple it. side, but it may be necessary. I mean, what I found on the wild game side, that's it's abs. I have to, I have to. Dude, there's so much. I have so many customers, and it's so random, and people's oh, schedules vary, and hunters are a whole different breed. So, I have to do deposits, or I literally just lose half my money. So. Hunters really are a different breed. It's why I don't do wild game. I always just figured wild game was my backup plan. If for some reason the money is better in it than there is anything else in butchery. So I know, and I get a, I and I get a, I get to get creative and, and play with like you know different sausage blends and stuff. So I like that part. But I'll tell you what, three four solid months of it, it gets really old after a while. I'm not into like I haven't graduated a butcher school. Okay, I haven't made it into curing and all the fancy. You're not into the old charcuterie and- yet. Yeah, no, I know. But I you know, I kind of was into that before I was into the slaughter side a little bit. I worked for a place that mostly did retail and sausage, and then went to a place that did was known for their wild game and sausage. And then they added a kill floor and started adding the domestic processing. Right. And I kind of learned coming up with them, helped literally helped them build the kill floor. And yeah. then they fucked around and found out. And now here I am. So I kind of came backwards from it. I came from the retail side all the way up the chain That's to doing funny. this. And then yeah. you sort of just landed in butchery from beekeeping. I know. Isn't that wild? <laughs> homesteading. Isn't that wild? It's it's too yeah. bad um, nobody wanted to hire me so I could learn how to right. do some cool stuff. But it's fine. I'll just do but what I do. There's still a lot you can experiment and learn yourself. There's still yeah. a lot you can do and learn online. I know a guy with a podcast. I know a guy who has a whole online community where people ask shit like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I've just had um, a litter of piglets, you know, in January. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to hold back a couple for my own sake to butcher and um i cannot wait to play with it like i'm gonna do so much and also every time i look at my boar i because he is gorgeous Mm -hmm. i just like you're raising what old spots now old spots yeah Yeah. i got uk bloodline i got fancy i can't pronounce the name so i just call them g spots and apparently they call them goss in the community. And I was like, why is nobody calling them G spots? I am right. upset 
and appalled that nobody is calling them G-spots. So that's what well, I. When one gets out, you're you're hunting for the G-spot. They're li- <laughs> they're literally. It was right there. It had it had to happen. It had to happen. <laughs> they're UK bloodline too. They're registered UK bloodline. They all fancy. Right. So I just want to eat one real bad. I don't blame and, you. I don't uh, blame you. Yeah. So we're going to have some in about, you know, eight, seven, eight months. We're going to butcher some old spots and I'll probably just make a class of it and uh, right. make some really cool stuff or attempt to make some really cool stuff. Hopefully I don't ruin anything too badly. Um, but I'm after, I'm after jowl bacon and some heads. I'm going to oh. do, some, I'm going to do something with the head. No, oh, you're going to do some hog head cheese, huh? I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I'm going to do something. Scrapple. Do something. I don't know. No, I don't know. I've never really cooked the whole head before. I, I've done quite a few skulls, saved them, you know. Yeah. That's fun. My friend uh, of, of Bad Baxter Farm, shout out to Bad Baxter Farm, cool people. Um, she does some stuff with the head. It, oh. She missed her calling in life. She should have been a chef because um, she does all the homesteading and does all the canning and all the curing. And like, and literally, my coffee guy made it. He literally cans like spam. Homemade spam. Nice. I've, I've wanted to try doing spam, but I haven't. I haven't played with it yet. It's really. It was actually really, really good. It's not, it's not hard either. It's a pretty simple recipe. Yeah, and she makes heart jerky. So I've been Ooh. hoarding hearts from customers that don't want them, and nice. I'm gonna make a batch of heart jerky um, because. Does she do like I, a ground jerky with it, or is it just no, she slice? Sliced. Nice. Slice. Thought about trying to do jerky. I love. I love beef heart, but I've never tried. Yeah, to do hearts jerky. are wonderful. Anybody mm-hmm. listening, like. Chicken hearts are my favorite. I'm partial oh, yeah. to the chicken hearts, but um, beef heart, super yummy. If you're going to oh, start yeah. out with organ meats, like start with the heart. Because heart is the way to go for sure. Unless you're is. somebody who likes liver and that's an obvious choice, but heart is is the easy. Yeah. yeah I'm not really like- on liver. I love making boudin though. I, I make the shit out of some boudin. I like pate out of liver. Like, give me something mm-hmm. I can put on a charcuterie board. You know, give me my adult right. lunchable. No, I'll tell you what, 10%. 10% by weight, liver, fine ground into ground beef. You don't know it's there. I get a really? lot of people that request that because they, they want more liver in their diet and they, they know it's healthy for them. And some of them even have like anemia issues and stuff like that. So they're trying to find That's ways to get it. and they don't want to take, uh, they don't want to take liver pills because they just can't stomach it. But yeah. I, I had to experiment a little, little bit with it, but you take regular, just plain good ground beef, 10% liver, as long, you have to fine grind it. You have to go through the fine plate. And I usually double yeah. grind because you're going to see those pieces in there. But you cook that up. You cannot taste it. You can't tell it. It doesn't smell like liver. But you're I getting can't double grind, liver. though. Yeah. I, my machine will not allow me to double grind. I yeah, your grinder grind is it. just is a bitch. Bro, you, you, I need to bitch about Cabela's for a minute. Let me oh, just. Go for I, it. The I need to put on blast on Facebook, Instagram, everywhere I can. Because these people have fucked me over so hard. And I hate them for it. The grinders, but they change them up. Like what? So if you speak with Cabela's, like I spoke with the GM of our Cabela's here and she legitimately just said it outright. She said that since we merged with Bass Pro, she said we've changed manufacturers Mm -hmm. on all sorts of things. She goes, and it's shit. Blue Sky now or something like that. Yeah, it's Blue Sky. And, you know, our mutual friend has one. I had used it. I thought it was a good product. I got the bigger. Their grinder is a badass. I, yeah. I tried to kill their grinder. I have tried she, to stop it and they can't, but yeah, it's not. And, and they, they love power. it and they swear by it and they still recommend it. But I'm like, yeah. look guys, the new shit is not what you have. No. So I bought a bigger model because less cutting 
obviously i'm gonna go there and you it's what, a size 42, 32 head 42 jesus and they're the only company running a one like like a 110 outlet on a 42 head and i'm like this is the this is awesome because less cutting because i don't know if you're like me my I, think hands, I think weston or something does a 42 as well i think my yeah. i don't think so i haven't found it but if if I, I will look it up later we'll find out if if they have one i'm buying it tonight right and i don't um, i don't remember the top size that that meat brand does or i think it might be 30 yeah theirs is pretty small i do um, everything with the 32 and everything is 32 elsewhere yeah but my hands are like jacked from butchering already mm -hmm. right so right. I'm like, I'm like, ooh, less cutting. That seems to make sense. It's a one and three quarter horsepower. I thought, I, right. I thought all was going to be well. I couldn't even get it to work for how many weeks? I don't know how many weeks. Long time. And it was and, just not fitting together, mushing shit yeah, up, constant yeah. binding. It's pissing me off. I literally just can't get it to do the one job it's supposed to do. And if you open up the manual on page one, it says to call the manufacturer, not to call Cabela's. And I'm like, dope, I got you. And so I call. Mm -hmm. And they tell me, okay, you need to like loosen the wing nuts. I'm going, okay, you're telling me that the one wing nut holding the auger and the blade and the everything together should be loose. And I'm going, okay, but, but it worked, but it worked. So, so I'm yeah, like, they're, they're literally their, their product is, is so shitty of tolerances that it's manufactured at. You have to leave it loose so that it, do, that it doesn't bind up. So hear me out though. I've never had that with Please. the alien. Here's what happens. There is one freaking screw holding this entire unit into the motor. Okay. Holding so that, holding mouth. that on the end of the, in the end of the worm drive, basically that, that mouth is held on the mouth that runs the auger, the blade and, and the plate. Okay. It's held on by one freaking screw on one side of the motor. Okay. No. So what is happening is this this unit is rocking it's like rocking oh, oh i got you so what what the whole the whole, whole grinder head where it slides in it's just got a, a okay the you have that too but you, but it, and yeah. so it rocks and what you it have does to learn to reach back and tighten it halfway through a little bit i too. do all the time i'm constantly tightening it constantly tightening it but it, what it does is it moves so much that it's it's slowly but surely uh, stripping that thread. Okay. Mm. What idiot designed this machine with one screw to hold it all together? I'd like to meet because I'd like to slap him upside the head a couple times. It needs to have two and there's because space. Engineers are never repair people. There's too much space between the auger and the head. And so right. that also creates some friction and it'll cook the meat. And yeah, lucky for me, I have learned that it's, it's a, more of a problem on lean beef, like, Bulls, yep. which are the ones I'm grinding the most because those are the most often yep. full grind and also larger. So anytime I'm dealing with something over 2000 pounds, it's an old bull. It's an old office nail bull the grinder to be able to work. And it's not. And I have replaced it four fucking times in one year. You almost need a standing like stand up grinder. And it sucks because you to find one that runs on 110 is impossible. Bro, first of all, I have found them. If you've got a spare 20 grand, let me know. You know, I, let me look. No. I can't <laughs> afford yeah, it. I know, like, I know. they're so expensive. I legit can't afford it right now. I am just like everybody else. I know that people see my rig and they think, oh, she's got money. No, I don't. I got debt, baby. No, you I have money. It's it's called a, a trailer. That's where yeah. your money is at. You know? yeah. I mean, I'm just like everybody else. I, I raise livestock. I'm trying to keep everything fed. And I'm also just trying to live. And um, 
I, you know, just trying to keep, just trying to survive, man. Um, I can't afford this. It's, I think it's actually 17,000 was the cheapest. I found a, um, oh, I can't remember what brand it was right now. It was a different one. It wasn't, what's the big brand? Remind me Hobart. It wasn't a Hobart, but it was a different brand. It was smaller. And, and we're talking their smallest unit that'll run on single phase was $17,000. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other problem is if I, if I went single phase uh, with a, a grinder that size, then I also have to figure out if that's going to run on my generator or if I'm going to have to upgrade the generator and to upgrade the generator to what I want is another, you know, 12. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I, I run into the same thing with bandsaws. It's hard to find decent 110 bandsaws. Mm -hmm. uh, or even single phase, everything no. that is portable is retired, like grocery store equipment. They're all three phase. And then you can't find so, the replacement parts. Sometimes trying to find the, the, like the converters, but then you always lose some power. And I've kind of just settled on most of the time. It's cheaper to replace the whole damn motor on that saw with a single phase motor. If you right. can find the parts, because yeah. some of those older machines, oh, there, there's going to be some people, I, I know guys that engineer shit. So that's the thing. You're going to basically have to have like parts milled. You're going to have to have mounting brackets made. This yeah. is going to be a project. This I is a custom that. piece of equipment, you know, yeah, but the world you live in this stuff. They, it's not like they just make an easy slide in stand up grinder for a mobile trailer. And those yeah. things are heavy as shit too exactly and then you have to consider what's going to happen going down the road yeah you now you've got to balance something else heavy on the other fucking side because otherwise you're going to take a turn one time and your whole fucking trailer rolls over because you've got an 800 pound ground grinder huh. sitting on one side sorry this is uh a baby goat being delivered to me right now <laughs> oh. oh you've had the one rolling around with you i, I have that. a preemie yeah well he was right. a preemie. now he's of age um but he's uh, he's getting a bottle every four hours, but he shouldn't need a bottle until eight o'clock. So I think we've got 20 minutes. Kyle's got his bandsaw turns on with a light switch. Nice. That's, I take it there's a little bit of rigging going on there. Oh, that's awesome. Right? That's brilliant. Hey, you can make it work. I love that. Oh, shoot. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me see if I can hit up some of the questions that were back here. We're actually coming up on an hour and a half and I'll, it'll get dark. They'll kick me out of the park. Let's see here. I don't know what, uh, do you know a Sam Coker? They really like gloves. They commented a few times that they like gloves and they want to know what gloves we use. I don't know if they're referring <laughs> to butcher gloves or if this is a troll type thing. I had a troll last week. I had someone came in under account Bozo the Clown telling me all about how America sucked and 9-11 was great and everything what? else was like shit. I was like, this is awesome. So there, by the way, guys, that discount code Bozo is still 5% off everything in the shop. Thanks, Bozo. Uh, <laughs> oh yes i heard that you heard that you know what i have my own special group of haters it's um, always fun i love it i love it that that means you're doing something if you don't have I somebody know. out there know what you're doing you're not doing anything i know but there's a couple of them that um here comes baby goat do you hear him yep. oh my god yep, i hear it He's going to have to get a bottle here in a little bit. And it's a fight. We can totally pause and I can give him a bottle. And Oh, you're fine. You're fine. I've got, I'll, I'll hit some questions up here while okay. you're doing whatever you but, need to uh, People might actually enjoy that crap because well, I'm sure, I'm, he's you're super cute. not going to upset anybody by doing goat stuff on. on he's literally show. the tiniest. Oh, hi. Is that what, what breed? Dairy goat? No, Nige. He's Nigerian uh, dwarf. Yep, yep, yep. So he wasn't supposed to get bread. He wasn't even supposed to be here. His. Uh, his daddy decided to breed his daughters and 
through through uh well not to say about oklahoma you know you know they (laughs) thought that was arkansas but i I don't know somebody told me texas the other day and i'm like get your state right yeah no oklahoma alabama (laughs) yeah i think it was our i think that's an arkansas alabama thing i don't know oklahoma what are we known for really tornadoes i guess uh yeah that in kansas or the tornadoes yeah oklahoma is mostly known for indian reservations and pot right now we love our pot here yeah Yeah. they're everywhere there are it is a beautiful thing because you know before it was just churches on every every store like every street corner and now it's churches and uh shops yeah cannabis shops which i don't know are we gonna get we're gonna get banned on tiktok for saying that we'll be fine it's legal Uh, in most places if you're not in texas now so whatever i was told (laughs) that yeah we're not supposed to talk about it i guess they're very weird about cannabis um I'm not afraid of getting banned. If they ban me, I'll just, that's, that's great. The next, the next episode of something will be like, what TikTok doesn't want you to hear? Yeah. They keep temporarily banning me. I struggle. I just got off a a temporary live ban. Nice. Good job. I, I'll have to go back and and see what you said to get, to get banned. I don't know what it was that we, what it was, it was uh, me and my buddy, Brian, it was like just two hours of us bullshitting. And I have no idea, no idea, but it was supposedly hateful. So it probably was to somebody, I'm sure. Yeah, mine is always violent content, graphic well, content. It's like dead animal shit, yeah. I get a little irritated, though, because I'm like, okay, so it's considered violent content um, as a carcass, but the minute I cut it into a steak, we're cool. Pretty much. People are just... So scared. we are so disassociated from our food. We oh, are so God. disconnected Don't, that I, we can't even look at carcasses without saying it's violent. Are you it, out of your mind? That is yep, where your food comes. The world from. we live in now. It's, it's so aggravating. I'm like children that think eggs come from the grocery store. Oh yeah, it's no, just, I know, I know. And yeah. then they're like, you know, they think that brown eggs mean that they're from a farm. Chocolate milk comes from a brown cow. Uh, Lisa here says that they finally got a first mobile slaughter on in Kansas near them, and it's about 30 miles from them, so that's cool. Good, yeah. uh, It also said down here she had asked, maybe you know something, what other good podcasts that teach butchery? I don't know of a ton of podcasts that specifically teach it. There are a lot of YouTube channels, which is cool because it's a hard format to do, not in video. And I wish I had more video stuff to put up for you guys, it's just hard to do it and video it at the same time, you know. But um tiffany's got some awesome uh, social media content uh the bearded butchers have a really good uh awesome. like really really technical it's hard from to watch that sometimes as a home butcher because everything they're doing is in like the perfect spotless clean all it of the equipment awesome. like professional usda shop they have a lot of shit you don't have but it's really good for looking at this is how it's supposed to be done this is what i want to achieve so then when you want to figure out how to do it with your own shit then ask me, how do you redneck it? That's, that's, I've kind of made right. a of that. <laughs> That's me. I'm I'll like, be, oh, I'll be like, yeah, I'll cut you T-bones and I'll be in there with a reciprocating saw and, yeah. you know, and I can make it work too. <clears throat> Sorry. I, 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 I can make off. it look like I came off a bandsaw. It'll just take me five times as long. That's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. I was actually going to go watch the, I heard the Bearded Butchers had a, uh, I think, was it you who told me they had a video on Bison because, um, that's coming up next month. I'm totally going to watch 
Oh, um, uh, I did not have. I oh, they do have a lot of them that they do on bison, as far as the actual breakdown. Yeah, it, the breakdown is very similar to beef. Like I said, it's just bigger chested, but much smaller in height than you think. And you'll yeah, be surprised. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah, you'll be very surprised when you uh, you process one because your assumption is bison are huge. They're bigger than cows. They're not. They're not. They're all hide. They're all hide and head. Once you get that hide off, it's like a scrawny little longhorn. How's it skin in them? Furry. You ever done a uh, a highland? Yeah. It's a lot like a highland. Oh, okay, but it's still Not the bad. same. Like the, the hide, the hide can be a little bit thicker on some of the older ones, but you'll get through it. It'll be fine. It's no, it's no worse than doing a big old bull. It's not going to be an old one. We're going to do younger. It's going to be like a thousand pounds. With some of the shit I've seen you do that I've seen pictures of that you've done, you'll, you'll, you'll be fine. A bison will not be a problem. The only yeah. trick will be, I mean, just to putting it down and the, if there's other bison around you, as long as you have the situation set up right, yeah. you should be fine. Yeah. This is something I've actually been working with the producer for like a year. He's been wanting me to come butcher one. And, and I told him, I was like, I have very specific things like, my trailer is not being pulled in a pasture full of bison. Absolutely not. Um, like I said, somebody's already hit my trailer with their tractor, and I yep. had to send them a very large bill for that. Um, not to mention, then I have to like take time off work to take it in somewhere to have it fixed and all this crap, and that messes with my schedule. Like I've already got, I'm scheduled out already. You know. Yeah. Um, it's actually weird though because certain ones you book, and book, certain your, ones book yourself full when you're in this line of work. You know, there's not yeah. a lot of competition. No. Nobody else out there doing it anywhere near you. No, and I also have to make room in my schedule every week for emergencies because yeah. um, it never fails. Somebody's going to call me now. Do I get to all of them? No, but a lot of times they just wait too long to call me, or there's uh, two. Too many factors, too many risk factors. I won't go out and do it. You know, if it's yep. edible, I'm straight with people. What was that last comment? Oh, Brian, that's my crazy coffee guy. He's talking Kane about how you can. You know, the shit you can get away with on social media. Oh, I man. know. It's crazy yeah. that I can now get away with more on Facebook. Like, so. I just think it's crazy <laughs> that I can get away with more on Facebook than I can on TikTok. Yeah, I don't know. I, I get banned more on Facebook than anywhere else, but I really? but but well not recently because I avoid doing anything on Facebook for the most part, other than occasionally specific groups and just people I know keeping in touch with some friends. I don't Facebook much. I put my shit out there, I'll broadcast my stuff to it, but I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook anymore because I say what I think and people yeah. people report. It's time to open an OnlyFans. I bet you I could put whatever content right. I want on OnlyFans. I could get as gory as I want, cutting I'm heads sure off. You could. I honestly, though, from what I understand, and I, I don't know, because this topic came up before. This was a topic in my group at one point. Somebody's like, I should do that. I think their terms of service is they actually know blood and gore. Like, they're okay with hardcore Aww. shit. That, whatever, but nope, certain things. Womp, womp, womp. Right. I was all excited for a minute. I was like, this okay, is we'll come up with our own version. We'll come up with like a random gory butcher, butcher uh, OnlyFans type thing, you know. People just show up and tip you in Bitcoin. Yeah, because, I mean, there are just so many moments. I, I've got to preface this by saying, like, I do take the um, the dispatch very seriously. Like, oh, yeah. It's extremely important to me that the animal doesn't stress, doesn't see it coming. It's quick. It's one and done. And, and that's it. However, I miss too many opportunities to joke around about it on TikTok. I'm like, oh, yeah. man, that song is perfect. I'm like, I could totally... Right? 
could totally do a TikTok for this. And then I'm like, wait, I can't post that. Yeah, I just do it anyway. <laughs> I just do it anyway. I know. And then they but, just get taken down. It's frustrating. Because then I'll spend like four hours editing it, making my masterpiece. And then I'm See, mad just, because I've lost the time. I just do it on TikTok, throw it up there, have the auto download, and then I turn around and I throw it up on YouTube Shorts too. And I know YouTube doesn't really like that it's TikTok branded, but I don't give a fuck and I do it anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, I throw TikToks on my Facebook all the time because honestly, social media is a job. It is. People deserve it is. for this. You know, I remember when people first started getting paid as like social media creatives, you know, and everybody was bitching about it. it. Yeah. Nobody saw how nobody saw the work that went into yeah, getting them there. But you know what? I've got two businesses, which means I have two accounts on Facebook, Instagram, mm -hmm. TikTok. I have all those message pages, all those comments to reply to. Plus, I have two phone lines, which I really don't use the second one, but I put it on my business cards and occasionally still get a call. So I still hold right. it. And so I gotta go through the text messages and then I've gotta go through, you know, the phone calls and the voicemails. And I'm going, oh my gosh, yep. after I'm done getting through all of that, I'm like, it's been five hours. I know. And that's well, what I even try building your own website and doing that shit on the side. Well, too. I just spent the last week working on that this freaking spice thing because it needed to happen. The website needed to go up. Yeah. You sit down and it's like, wow, I accomplished 10% of what I wanted to in five hours is gone. You know, it's amazing yeah. how much of a time suck it is. And then the yeah. content stuff, like that little that little seat you probably you didn't see it, you were logging in, but that little three minute seasoning video, that eats up at least two hours of my time. And that's after I've gotten good at it. The first time right. I made that three minute polished video, it was five hours. Yeah. And that's not counting the research into the actual content to put in it. I know. You know? Some of my Facebook posts, I have spent five hours creating one yeah. post. And because also, like, I know that people are just sitting back waiting to to talk shit. You know, they're just waiting. They're just waiting. And so you have to kind of I try to, like, cover my ass a little bit here and there. Um you know, and, and try to explain things in a way that everybody can understand and try to be neutral. I try to be as neutral as possible about, you know, some of the more controversial topics, but, right. um, but sometimes I can't help myself and I say stuff. And we all know. do. We all do. But you know, I just got to the point where I embrace it and I'm like, if you don't like me, I'm not for you. Go follow somebody else, move on. And if you want to be a piece of shit, I'll just block you and I'll move on with my life too. Hey, somebody you know. named Meat. Is that say Meat Freak? On yeah, I saw that they they joined a bit back. And said, "Hey, uh, I believe freak. I have seen them on TikTok. I think they might follow me." If I remember correctly, is that a, a is that a meat fetish? I think they have a barbecue channel, if I remember correctly. Mm. Yeah, I have a few guys like that that are doing that barbecue guys, seasoning guys, and stuff too. So, well, now I'm I'm doing this whole seasoning thing, so I've got to be the online personality. That's uh, that's interesting. I've never branched out into that before, where I'm like selling something as my name. Yeah, your brand. Yeah, your brand. Like, oh, damn. I have to but it should sell this. itself. I mean, and and you should be working with some of those barbecue guys and stuff. You know, some yeah, of these sure. retail stores instead of butcher shops. I've already got a couple of places, uh, small time stuff, like little hometown stores that are opening up that want to put my stuff out there. You know, hey, right now I'm like, I, I'm, I'm just happy getting it up on a website and everything and blending it as I go. But hopefully I should be hearing back in the next Hopefully a day or two. If not, I'll be giving them a call. Uh, the Big Spice Company with that uh, that pan sausage seasoning for yes. the bulk buy. Because I have you and actually Kyle over here in the chat too is interested in doing a bulk buy. Small yeah. processor. You you want to buy a good bit at a time because you need it, and that's something easy to make yes. is breakfast sausage. You know. So yeah, and I just there's a market time. for it. When I first started with the idea, that's what I was thinking of. Like, well, I I do a lot of sausage seasoning, so that's what I do. I'll yeah. sell that. 
but there's not a lot of people buying it. And when they do buy it, they're buying it in bulk. Yeah. I've kind of had to start branching out into more, hey, you know, like chili seasoning, shaker seasoning, steak seasoning, stuff like that. And right. which is, is fun. It's it's a lot there more work. It's a lot more small batch, but I get to have fun with it and I get to eat really good while I figure it out. Yeah, you could branch out into so much stuff, but um, I, and I haven't announced it publicly, but I've been teasing some customers about this potential cure situation because mm-hmm. the one freaking thing I can't do is cure bacons and hams. Right, right. And a lot of folks are learning how, but mm-hmm. also a lot of my customers are just not interested in even trying. So right. some of them will just have me grind it up, but then other people, or we could do, you know, various things. They can still cook it as a pork belly. They can still cook right. it as a roast. You can still make pork cutlets and things like that out of it, um, which are delicious. Um, oh, yes. But a lot of people want that cured sugary hams. And, you know, in the beginning I had these big dreams. I have like these big dreams of like a honey, like my honey baked hams. I have dreams oh. of that, but I legitimately don't have time. That is a freaking joke. I mean to tell you, and yeah, maintaining that and the the curing it, making sure it's cured long enough when it comes to the hams, and then that I enjoy that part of it, but I have to work that in as a part of the routine during that time of year when I'm doing that. It's you know, so hard. It's, it's, a very, it's a time commitment. For me, being mobile, it doesn't make sense, and I really There's no way you have to have a shop if you're going to do it. And I don't want people coming to my home all the time. You know, my right. home is supposed to be my safe place. I I should laugh at that because of my current situation um oh my god anyway but it's supposed to be my safe place i don't want people coming in and out all the time you know dropping off or picking up cured meats but i might we might have a ready cure situation that i can sell people or potentially a way to go that you went clear instructions you know See, what I'm thinking with a lot of these different, especially like sausage seasonings, cures and stuff like that, if somebody buys it, literally have an extra sticker on the bag that has like an address and a QR code where go to this website and it's a full Perfect. blog post on how to do it, video Love content that. if possible, pictures, walk through, that kind of stuff. Because that's that's what people want. People, uh, people aren't going to buy your shit unless they know how to use it. If we make this happen, I will be so excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So excited. Cure, yeah. cure is not that hard to be able to blend up. It's it's all it's all numbers and ratios for the right amount of salt, sugars, and in the. Now here's the other thing though too: are most of the people who are you're working with wanting the like nitrite free because that's that's people don't get that that you have to explain that whole ball game of when you cure something you're still using nitrates even if you use celery salt. Now the customers that are wanting nitrate free, they're making their, they're curing their own. They're fine. Yeah. yeah that's they're fine. Okay. That's fine. Cause I'll tell people too. I'm like, look, I don't want to be the one that's responsible for you getting botulism. You know, right. so I'll explain why. And I'm like, it's not even just like a liability thing. It's like, I understand the science behind it. I'm not scared of it. And I just don't want to play that game because all it takes is one kid to get botulism and die. And I'm going to feel horrible, you know? Right. That's how I feel about my trailer. Kids on my trailer all the time. Um, I'm like, terrified somebody's gonna get hurt and i don't have a liability waiver lisa hers is uh backyard butchery she's all over but i do have her stuff linked down here in the uh, notes on youtube if you check the video description and i'll have all that linked as well on the audio side when i put that out and to answer your question earlier too about the the podcast i don't know if you realized when i mentioned my podcast my podcast is literally just the audio of my live videos it goes up that way you can listen to it on a podcast player. So if you're watching this episode, we just happen to have the video content too. So yeah. 
It yeah, makes it I, easier for me. One less thing for me to do, but it gets out to a lot more places. So, yeah, I, I showered for this live video, you guys. Right? Well, we appreciate that. I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> good why? Yeah, I was really like, I was like, look the, at that. The, I got my hair down and everything. It just stays up. <laughs> It just stays up. I feel bad for my hairstylist because I'm like, um, just make sure it's still going to ponytail. I really don't care what it looks like. Yeah, it has to be out of the way. Yeah. yeah. If I was brave, yeah. I'd just cut it all off. But I can't. <clears throat> I can't. Oh, Lord. Well, I do need to <clears throat> so I lose my voice here. I need to wrap it up a little bit uh, because it is starting to get dark out here. Then they will kick me out of this park, unfortunately. You have got to but, get your situation works out. Well, I know, but short of Starlink, there is nothing that's just going to work for me to do it at home. You know, yeah. and we've talked about that, but I'm like, dude, it's literally like 2,500 bucks a year to have Starlink. What? Well, yeah, it's like a 900, well, especially if you want the mobile so you could actually take it with you, which I yeah. would. It's like 150 bucks a month and like, and like 900 bucks for the initial equipment or some oh shit. Gosh. Yeah, it's a chunk. Yes. Buddy of mine has it and it's great because they have to have it. They're on the road all the time and his wife works uh, remote. Like that's what she does. Like medical coding on the road, eight hours a day, five days a week. They have to have it. But I'm like, I, the, the money is not there yet. People yeah. keep telling me, I was like, you guys are going to have to start buying a lot of spices for me to get Starlink. So right. Buy some yeah. Go buy some coffee from my dude. Look yes. <laughs> me up. I want to you know? make. I want to make some apparel. I have that. I also. I. I never mentioned that over in the shop. If you want some some merchandise, check that shit out, people. That's over yeah. there too. And and your coupon codes work for that shit too. Yeah, I've and got it's you get regular logo stuff, and you've got the the meat freedom type stuff. I have with the the, the Gadsden flag with the snake on the ribeye. Yeah, where it says "Eat free or die." Don't tread on meat. Love it. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have like. Too. Zero percent vegan, or like yeah, right. Do you do your own website shit, or you have somebody do it for you? I have somebody do it for me, obviously. Okay. Otherwise, it would be updated. My website is not updated on pricing, and right, also right. that website was created while I still thought I was going to have a dry aging room. Uh, yeah, and so. so it is. It is false advertising. I have got to get that fixed, and I need to update my cut sheet. I'm embarrassed by my cut sheet because I also like. It got thrown together so quick, and um, of course right, we they were gonna. Know. I was gonna you, dive into the whole cut sheet thing, but we ran out of time. That's a whole nother ball game. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, that's always crazy, fun. crazy, crazy. Well, I've got well, a feed baby goat anyway. Yeah, it's about time. We got to wrap this up. I'll get, I got to get this downloaded and uploaded and all that fun stuff. But I'm sure we will have you back on at some point when all the schedules sure. align. We'll there will be plenty to talk about. You were slightly worried at first. You're like, well, if we run out of things to talk about, that's not gonna happen. Uh, yeah, no. especially have audience interaction and questions and stuff. So I know there's so many things we could get into. It's oh my god, absolutely! It's been, a, it's been quite a year. Uh, quite there we go. There we go. Kyle's got it. back of our shirts. His to say, "We kill him, you grill him." Yep, yep. There you go. <laughs> awesome. awesome. I have a running list of ideas. Oh, we, so many, so many. I, I swear, every day somebody has that. That needs to be a shirt, and I'm like, I can't. I don't have time to make all these shirts, and I can't make them if y'all don't buy them. So come on, go buy some shirts. Yeah. I just, I just want some 0% vegan shirts to really Absolutely. piss off that group of people because I get go. death threats from yep. them. Well, maybe if we, if you remind me, don't let me forget, I can, I can draft it and put it up in my shop. And then if those sell, I'll just give you the commission for those. There you go. You somebody you made can me just push shirt. people over to my shit, you know, be like, yeah, my seasoning yeah. guy sells my t-shirts. You know? My seasoning guy. <laughs> My seasoning oh, dude in Texas. It makes you makes you feel so special when you're like, yeah, I got a I got a spice guy. It's like I got spice a coffee guy, guy you know. <laughs> He's got the spice. Right. 
He's got the oh, spaces. Shit. Oh, there's jokes available. So many. So many jokes. Well, oh, it, it's even better when I'm on, on uh, TikTok all the time because I post these educational things on the different seasonings now. I do like the one a week. So it's my spicy content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm going to have an OnlyFans for right? your shop. Just give me time. Do it. Give it a shot. Why not? They, all they can do is kick you off, right? Right. Oh, shit. All right. Well, I appreciate you being on here. Uh, uh, and yeah, Kyle says you need to join Telegram. I know. I've been telling her that for a while. Am I? I might already be on Telegram. Did you send me know. an invite? I think I did a while back. It's 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 the chat app on the phone. And yeah, it's 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 the place to be, though. It's pretty badass over there. Okay. We got a pretty good group. We got about 75 people on average that are in that group that are all kind of just hanging out, talking about this shit. So. I mean, he says he, I need to join, but he doesn't know me yet. I'm a well. He's in that. He's in that uh, that uh, Facebook group with us too. So okay, cool man. He's pretty. Well, cool. Send me another invite. Um, yeah, I'll get you another we'll invite. Just, yep. We'll do this when I come back from from vacay. Right. Right. Yep. All right. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, okay. we'll have you back on. I'm sure. I hope you guys have a good night, and I will get this all wrapped up. So thanks for folks. Uh, thanks, folks, for listening in, and uh, catch you all later. Awesome. Thanks, Josh. Thank you.